up, bitches! <laughs> Did you think I was thinking, are you a good person? You're like, no, I'm not. No, I, very subjective. It depends who you ask. <laughs> that got to be for really, Hey, you good? As in, are you ready to record? And you're like, I'm not good. I'm like, not as a person. Like, do you, are you ready to record? Yeah. <laughs> we don't have that much time. <laughs> to yeah. Unpack. Yeah. We can't turn your life around. We are, can talk about some stuff, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, my therapy is every Tuesday, and there's a couple more days till that. So There you go. Okay. Yeah, I'll unload right now. Oh, that's so great. Are we rolling? We're rolling, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's kind of how it... I can't do the... Please welcome to the Gilda's Butt. Like, fuck that. I wouldn't even listen to that. Like, I can't oh, do, my goodness. I can't do that. I just can't. I've never been able to. I, I've. It's been the one thing, and I agree with the criticism um, that people have given me. I was at Black Hat Barbershop, and uh, I was talking to Ryan Hardwick. He's been a guest a couple times, and I've done ads. They're they're the best barbershop in the city. I just love that place. Oh, and their design. I love that. They're the best. Alone. They really are the best. It's. It's, I mean... Uh, they're just great. I, I, anyone that's like, you know, where should I? I'm like there. I don't care where you live. Just go there. It's just, it's a better atmosphere. Everything. And uh, he was telling this guy in the chair next to me about the podcast. And the guy's like, I'll check it out. And I just dumb luck saw the guy like at our next round of haircuts. He's like, I really liked it, but I hate that you do not introduce the people in the beginning because I don't know who we're talking about now. My initial thought is, if you see the episode, it says who the yeah, <laughs> who the, it says, who the guest is. But I'm like, but, hey, you know, but that's fair. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, how dare you, you pile of shit? Because it actually is a valid. I've been in 22 minute conversations. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I haven't said this person's name yet. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. You know, it's just that's one of okay. those things. It's I've had just people... vibes based podcast. You don't need to know who you're talking to. That's kind of what I thought too, but other people disagreed. And if I'm trying to reach a wider audience, I should probably listen to the criticism, though obviously not listen to it. Mm. <laughs> so, well, would it be easier if I just said who I am? If you want, you can. Oh, okay. I kind of like because I think I can get your name right because yours is because I've had other people come on here. I'm like 100 say your name because I'm not going to get that. But Maria, Sarah. Yes. Yeah. You know what? I'm impressed. Uh, a lot of people throughout my life are like Maria Sierra, Maria Sarah. Only because like, there's the actually a, uh, there's a, a UFC fighter in Black Belt that I follow, and he has a podcast. His name is Matt Sarah. So mm-hmm. I saw the name. I was like, what else could it be? But I guess, it, I don't know. I've had other people come on here where I think they have I have the name nailed, and they're like, no, it's this. I'm like, ah, you're, being, edit you that. Are being difficult Ooh. on purpose. And then it was uh, what's uh, Rachel uh, Koenig? It's Koenig, not Koenig, from Shore Society. She was really awesome. We had a ton of fun, but I, and I was so excited to say her name because I was like, I know this name because I went to high school with a bunch of people spelled it exactly the same. It was Koenig. She's like, Oh, actually, it's Koenig. I'm like, Fuck you. <laughs> Gosh, I she was actually very that. sweet. No. But I was genuinely mad that I got that wrong because I thought I had it for sure. Hey, it's okay. Everyone's name very different. And you know what? I my Parents are from Michigan, so when we came here, uh, everyone was like, oh, are you related to the Sarah Auto Group? And I'm like, what are you saying to me right now? Um, but I... Yes, just go with it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are you, I, looking, are you looking for a Saab or a, a Hyundai? What are you looking for? 
You know um, what? I'll reach out to you and we'll we'll set something up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I have a, a good 2011 Chevrolet and I'm going to use it until it has no doors because I'm in my 20s and everything is too expensive. Hey, that you're supp- Hey, I okay, my wife and I paid off both our car because of COVID. Um, my wife's car just sat in our garage because we we both work from home and we don't really Ooh. drive very many places. And now we have the kid and we really don't go anywhere. So we had both our cars paid off. We didn't have car payments for a, a little over a year. A, like It's like a year and four months. And it was a glorious time. We now have two new cars, which sucks. And a baby. Yes. Yeah, which is super cheap. Just all the most expensive stuff to get at one time. Well, I'm like, I, I'm like, well, well, why get another? We don't. This car runs fine. The car was still running fine, but it had about 170,000 miles on it. But it was a Toyota. It's like you can drive those things into the fucking ground. Oh yeah, no, you're supposed to. Yeah. Use those until there's no floor. Actually. Yeah. And, but my wife is like, but we, we can't have. The second that we have the kid, that thing's going to fucking crap out. I'm like, you're right. It is going to. And then she's like, we also need another car. Because what if you're gone and I'm here? I can't not have a car. I'm like, Jesus Christ. This just went from like the greatest situation to let's see how much money we can spend today. Yeah. (laughs) But everything made like, no, but we do have to do that. We'd actually sold her car. I just got rid of it because we weren't driving it. And we're you're not married, right? Nope. Well, when you are, you're together 97% of the time. Unless, well, unless you're in a bad marriage. Well, I do have a live-in boyfriend who I've actually been with him since I was 15 years old. I'm 24 now. What? And we live together. And so it's it's basically so like you know I'm what married. I'm ta- no, you know what I'm talking yeah, about then. Yeah, yeah. Nine years is a long-ass time. Yes. Damn, and since 15, so you guys have like... You guys the same age? Yes, high school sweethearts. Okay. Wouldn't it be was, funny if I was like, actually, who's my teacher? Uh, no, that, no, 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 no. It would have no. been, I mean, it would have added another layer. And I'm like, now I understand the <laughs> Let's Tuesday therapy. Into that. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. He, um, that's not yeah. the youngest I know, by the way. I know fourth graders, like fourth grade, like people that met in fourth grade and met and got married. They're not together anymore, but they, but they stayed together. Yeah. When he told me, I was like, that's insanity. So you, you've never, ever, you don't know anyone else in your life other than this woman and your mom. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Good it's okay. I He met my criteria in high school really early on, and he continues to meet my criteria. The criteria in ninth and 10th grade yeah, was, what was it? he likes proximity, warp tour <laughs> fans. Okay. All right. And he really liked Pirates of the Caribbean, and I was a big Jack Sparrow fan at the time. I know things have transpired since then, but I was at the time big Jack Sparrow fan. And he also really liked the childhood game, Don't Break the Ice. Are you familiar? No, but I'm also significantly older than you are, so. Hey, it's a classic game, almost like Uno, if you will, but it's where you have plastic little ice cubes and you you take a little hammer and you have to hit oh, the ice cubes okay. out. I, okay, I've never, I know the game you're talking about, though. It's a fabulous game. I don't care how old you are. You should play it, maybe perhaps drunkenly. It should be like a shot game, um, the older you get. But yeah, those were my three criteria. He met them, and today. I love that none of them were attractive. <laughs> oh no, he is. He, oh, also, he is As a he musician. Back, he's yeah, like, he couldn't have said cute. <laughs> oh no, he's adorable. He's adorable. That goes without saying. I mean, I know this is a podcast, but I'm cute. He's cute. You have to. So there's yeah. a, okay. There's mm-hmm. no. That's okay. Like, because my wife and I do. We have, there's a very there's a difference in attractive level, and it's weird sometimes. Do people come up yes. to you and they're like, "How do you do it?" I I'm not kidding. When we her and I first started dating, someone hit on her when I was in the bathroom. We're sitting at a bar, and I come back, and she's like, a guy, he hit on me. He's like, 
he saw me here, right? She's like, yeah. But I'm just like, oh my God, this guy just saw me. I was like, no fucking way those two were together. They are, that's her cousin or her little brother or probably her older brother. She's her caretaker. I don't know, but they're not together. And she was like, yeah. I was like, we're together. And I was like, oh. And then that was it. So this guy was so not threatened by me physically, <laughs> whether it be fighting or just attracting this. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to go and talk to her right now, even while he's in the bathroom. So, what did you do after that? You I was like, honestly a little put off. I was like, wow. I Then I, instead of being upset, I was like, God, what vibe am I putting off? That like, What am I doing wrong? I have no, there's nothing, there's nothing. I'm giving off no vibe that I am any type of like anything. I don't and know. Maybe you need to hold your shoulders back and make him think you might hit him. I'm not condoning violence, but I am saying like, you know, in nature, they I make was themselves honestly, bigger, like birds and stuff. I was more just insulted. I, I was more not insulted, like how dare the son of I was just like, oh my god, this guy just looked at me yeah. like, nope, that guy is just not a threat in any way, and that's what really hurt. And ever since then, um, it just hasn't really been the same. And I know she was minding her own business, and this guy just out of know. Every time a guy has hit on me in public, it has been me looking terrible with my head down in the grocery store or something. They're just like, hey, are you taken? And I'm like, what about me? Says I am willing to be hit on right now well th- i'm obviously that's a thing where guys hit on girls like like because i've never been someone that's been able to cold call go up to a girl cold the few times that i've done that in my life it was so awkward like, i just don't know what to do but what is that like when someone walks up to you out of the blue and is just like hi and they're clearly interested because i would i don't see i don't think i'd be able to stop smiling i'm like i can't believe you want my number? Yeah. No, me? Yeah, I'd be I'd be so over the moon like I can't believe it. Obviously no, but I can't believe that you took time out of your day to shoot your shot with me. Thank you so much. Now get away. That is so funny. It is so funny. I I have a plan for any time. Like I go out a lot with either friends because I don't know, there's just some things that girls do together that my boyfriend doesn't want to come with. So, um a guy will come up to us but it'll be interested in me and be like, what's your number? And because I'm, I don't know, I'm afraid of like tall guys looking down at me. I give them my parents' landline and then send them on their way. Wait, like he'll, a guy will hit on you in front of other women? Mm-hmm. Ah, it's unheard of. Bold, I can't, I bold. Can't. I mean, we're both, my friend and I are both very, who I do usually go out with, are very just like chill, laid back looking people. I don't no, know. No, that's too, well, in that, like just that scenario, like that's nerve wracking for me. I don't know. Because then I didn't It's usually I at the grog like... shop. I don't know if that explains anything. <laughs> I don't know. The grog shop. Love it. Crazy. What, you work at the grog shop? No, no, no. Just I go to a lot of shows at the oh, grog shop. Oh, I was going to say, okay. So I don't know if it's, you know, the PBR special of the day that's giving them the uh, encouragement they need. Well, I don't know. If they're just hanging out in the grog shop and they're not there to see a show, they probably Bad just like, news. how bad can this be? Bad Last news. time I was at the grog shop, people were just doing blow like right in front of me. I, and I mean like. I, I love that for Not them. even trying to hide it. They're just like, blow. I'm like, I'm just going to pee and go, thank you. That was really nice of you to offer me blow and call no, it blow. No, it's, it's very <laughs> expensive. So I think it's... Um, Is it? I don't know how... Exp- oh, you know what? I actually, I'll tell you after why I know it's expensive. It's not Oh, me. no. See, I, I can say, um, if, if, any, if my parents are listening or anything, never done Coke. But I know I went to Kent State, so I'm aware of Coke, if yeah. that makes Coke sense. Yeah, Coke is plentiful at, yeah. at Kent State. That's where my, my, uh, my wife went. And she's like, yeah, I mean, she's like, I'm not really into Coke, but 
it wasn't hard to get. <laughs> yeah, no. I am happy for all the med students that aced their tests. I'm happy for all the STEM majors that aced their – what do STEM majors do? I don't really know. I was a journalism major. I don't know. so I'm I, not even honestly sure what that is. To be, I'm a, I can't even pretend that I know what that is. It's science. science. It, there we go. So science we can agree on that. and math. Things that my brain was never good at. Not equipped for. No, I'm not. I was good at like speech, like giving speeches. Yeah. I was really good in yes. speech and debate. Were you in speech and debate? Yeah, I was. Me I, that, too. Yeah. I didn't have trouble with that. That that came easy to me. And I was mm-hmm. good at history because I, I like, well, it's probably because I liked it. But math and science, like it just never, not that like science in chemistry and things that aren't interesting, but my brain never that never kind of computed in my brain. It didn't yeah. it didn't come as easy and it was very difficult. So I yeah. lost interest in it very quickly. If oh. I suck at stuff, I'm not really into it. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. There was a time in high school when I was in the top math classes. Why? I really don't know. But um I would be studying for a test that I had no idea what was even on it the night before. And I was like, hmm, if I stab myself in the leg right now. I won't have to take this test tomorrow. I didn't do it. But that was a thought I had every single week. I'm like, if I stop, like, what's the worst that could happen? I I bleed a little and I have to go to the hospital? Insurance. It's fine. I, like, high school was so messed up that that is what I was worrying about. Well, depending on where you stab your leg, you can die. You know what? You have major Good arteries. thing I didn't do it. There's major arteries in your leg. That you just got to find a meaty part of your body, and that's what you stab. That's what imaginary numbers will do to you. You'll yeah. want to stab yourself, like in a very literal sense. Um, I just cheated. I, I I never, I didn't. I got really good at cheating in college, and I still didn't have very good grades. But I don't know. Like as soon as I got into college, I was like, so no one's making me go to this class. Yeah, that was a struggle for me. It really was. Then I really started kind of, I think, in getting more creative in terms of what can I do throughout the day that's not school. And I don't mean like not just obviously like having fun and drinking beer and shit like that, but then anything. Then I was just like, oh my God, I can go do this. Or I can just get in the car and I can drive to that city. Like I started just like leaving for a couple of days. <laughs> That's and, okay. And uh, somehow was able to get through college and here I am. Yeah, look at you. You have a glorious podcast. Glorious. You have a man cape. You have a, a pillow that says Dwight, you ignorant slut. That was a present. Of the office fame. Yep. You have a Shark Week poster. I love Shark Week. I think sharks deserve a whole month, a whole year. Love their work. Oh, we got a uh, Nashville, Tennessee post. I just, I love the uh, the vibes in here. I, again, I know it's a podcast, but this is a beautiful. Well, Maybe this you should is do like a video. This is the only. I'm working on it. <laughs> this is the obviously the only room in the house that I decorate. Oh no, Every, I think you did a good job. You got nunchucks, very man cave. Yeah, that was a that was a, also not a gift, but it was a, from a bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. Mo- a lot of stuff in here is like a gift. Someone will just drop it off, or when a, a guest comes over, they'll bring me something kind of cool. And uh, yeah, I've gotten letters, I've gotten bottles, I've gotten just little trinkets, I've gotten all these really cool things. A lot of t-shirts, a lot of hats, just tickets to stuff. Like people that come over are really awesome. I. I one of the reasons I generally do love doing this. It's, yes. I get to meet new people all the time, and they, they, they like bring cool shit. I actually, speaking of cool shit, I do have a present for you. That makes I'm going to hand this over to you. Yes. It's not breakable. It's all good. It's okay. Um, this is something that only Clevelanders will love and like, and I think it's very important to our ecosystem here in the city. <laughs> oh, a Tim Misney shirt. Yes. Um, for those of you listening, 
It is a drawing of Tim Misney with Disney Mickey Mouse ears. And it says, I'm a Misney adult uh, <laughs> of playful, playful little shirt. And I'm wearing our, uh, another comedy shirt that says, the Lake Erie monster is real and made my dad declare bankruptcy. <laughs> and I love a funny shirt. These are actually from Imposters Theater. I designed this one. Did you really? Okay. I did. I designed this one. That's good. That's a good transition because I do want to talk about yes. imposters. So how did you get involved in this? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I have always been a comedy nerd forever and ever. It kind of shows on my face that I'm very theatrical. Um, so in the middle of the pandemic, um, as most of everyone, we were going through some weird emotional times, and uh, I just got, um, I started doing stand-up in college, and I had made a nice little network of friends in the area. I worked with uh, Snowflake Comedy Club uh, based out in Akron before everything went to shit, Yep. and one of the women who worked there recommended me to take this class with this new guy named Michael Bush, who was coming back from LA, who was doing improv classes, who was doing um, remote writing workshops and stuff. So I got this free little entryway into a class with him, and I was, you know, 20, 21. So I was poor. There was no way I was going to pay for a comedy class, so I got this free entry, and I started writing sketches online with a... Um, imposters community and it just grew and grew and grew online um between actual remote shows during the pandemic remote workshops weekly writing sessions and um went from there and then in i forget when we first opened our main space we had a first brick and mortar space across from fahrenheit and tremont Okay. So we were in this Tremont development space, and it was a very fun little black box theater. And we had everything from a lot of characters, improv, and I just got very close with other Gen Z young millennial people. Because that's the hard thing is to find someone your age range in the comedy world sometimes because... You see a lot of the most famous comedians are like older men and a lot of people in this area, like, you know, Bill Squire and Mary Santora are very big uh, comedy influences. Yeah. So finding other young improvisers, young stand-up comedians, I became friends with a few people and we did a sketch show together. We did a whole, um, we were called Whoops, uh, Long Live Whoops. Uh, everyone has moved or had babies at this point, but... We had troops there, and from this Tremont little development space, we are now on Lorraine and have a whole bar set up, studio space downstairs, green room downstairs, and a whole uh, main stage that seats about 40 people, maybe 50 people at this point, but nice. it's a real theater, two bathrooms, because we're doing good, and... <laughs> That's um, how you know when you've arrived. Oh my gosh. When two people can pee simultaneously. Yeah. It's... I sometimes you go in a space and you're like, wow, there's only one bathroom here. I do not want to wait in this line, you know? Yeah. I very simple, very simple. And uh yeah, the fact that we can drink now, oh my goodness. I always go in there and I get the peach white clots, my very favorite. Um, but I'm now I know, I love it. I don't care. I'm a I'm a young No, it's I'm okay. a young white girl. I, I like a, what uh, I like. I did a story like a little bit ago about white because I mean I'll tell you what, I have 
I've had like uh, like when OK Pants came over here. Uh, oh, like, I love his work because like f- he's a comedy guy too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's he he's kind of in everything. But he's a very good artist, very good graphics designer. He's re- he's just really very very talented guy. I don't even know and his he's, name. He's okay, very thanks. he. Aaron, his name's Aaron, mm. but he's a really funny and super personable guy. That's why he's on Bill Squire's podcast. I mean, it's made it even better him at being on it. Um, but he came over here, and uh, you just like I did with you. I was like, "Yo, if you have any drink requests, let me know." He's like, "White Claw, <laughs> okay." So I went across the street, and I just got like a twelve pack. And I mean, he fired through these, man. I mean, he. I think he had like eight or nine. Like I think. The first time he's been over here three times. The first time he was noticeably hungover, and he's like, "No, I can't touch anything." The other two times, yeah, just shot him down. I've never been able to. I can't. I just can't. I don't like those. I don't like Trulies. I don't like Red Bull. I don't like any of that shit. I just don't like them. I'm not able to drink them. I still oh, just man, like beer and whiskey. You can't just chug a bubbly water with a little bit of vodka nah, in it. Nah, I can't do it, man. Oh, I've the, never been able to. The burps are so good though. It's like it's euphoric having a little white claw burp. I, I, I put a story out there about like making fun of White Claw, and this dude got pissed. Like, really, like he messaged me. Most people, when I do that, they they will just joke. Like, 10, 12 people will respond. It's just all jokes. This one guy was like, What's your problem? I'm like, What? <laughs> like, with White Claw, it's fucking dumb. And then he's like, It's actually the perfect drink. And I would sat there for probably 30 minutes waiting for the next. Like, ah, just kidding. Nope. He was dead fucking serious. And then I just jabbed back at him and then I was it. That he was genuinely so upset about White Claw. Good. I'm glad that he's earnest about something. He could he could be really weirdly upset about politics in like a bad way. So we'll take the White Claw upset. I guess, yeah. But yeah, I just didn't care. And, I mean, uh, it's a good drink. I wouldn't say it's perfect. The perfect drink is a vodka cranberry. Because I know, I know. I'm on my my white woman journey. With all my little drinks, I had vodka soda last night. Changed my life. Got a little lime. My in my there. wife's a vodka soda. Yeah, she's a vodka soda. She's vodka soda, and she actually does. No, she likes the high noons. That's what she likes. Oh, that's She doesn't good like too. the other ones. I think she kind of likes those. But yeah, she's a vodka soda beer girl. The, oh yeah, that, that's what she likes. Um, you might change over time. I don't know. Uh, I've always just kind of been beer. Like my taste in beer has gotten better as I've gotten older. You like a stout IPA guy? Yeah, now? I like good beer, and mm. thank God because Cleveland is fucking jam packed with really good. Oh beer. yeah, really good beer, really good cocktails, and then the Franklin yeah. Castle beer from Market Garden. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. I'm a I'm a huge Halloween girly, so anything that is orange, I will eat. I will drink. <laughs> um, I would probably. So you're drink... in your element this month, huh? Oh my gosh! Just losing your mind. I went. I was at Marshall's this morning. Oh, of course, that's of like course. Looking at my candles, they were putting out Christmas stuff. I wanted to throw up. How dare you? I I personally like a constant reminder of my mortality. So when all this joy and like gnomes were popping up, I was like, this, this is no fun. No, yeah, no fun. I mean, yeah, I I'm kind of emo, hence the Warp Tour uh, band guy. So that's why. Uh, yeah, Halloween. It's great. Um, very into Jordan Peele. He's my favorite comedian and horror guy. I love Jordan Peele. Yeah, uh, I've I think I've seen all of his movies. The uh, the only one that I didn't like as much was the Candyman remake, only because 
the same reason I didn't like the Hellraiser remake is because there was no discovery. I already knew the Candyman story and I knew the Hellraiser story. And I thought the new Hellraiser was good. I thought his Candyman was good. But those had a very specific kind of like discovery backstory that I didn't get with the remakes because I already knew them. Yeah. Like I didn't get the Cenobite discovery in the new Hellraiser because I already knew it from 30 years ago. But I thought it was good. I didn't care at all that there was a woman playing Pinhead because quite frankly... I never looked at Pinhead like, oh, that's a straight dude. And I was like, that's a fucking horrifying figure. I didn't. Re- and I thought that woman did a really good job. I can't remember her name, but I thought she was really good. Uh, but yeah, same. But remakes are kind of always going to be a little hit and miss with me. Oh yeah, like the new Exorcist. I'm gonna see it, but it's gonna suck. Okay. <laughs> uh, probably after the first. It's just none of them are good. I, I just none of them. I, I can't think of. The- as far as like remakes, the only like one, and I was kind of mad when they did it because I love the original. Because I'm just from my age, I love '80s horror movies are my jam. But like the original, like Fright Night, was so good. The remake with Colin Farrell is actually pretty good. Ooh, it's a, a good, good one. remake. I would check it out. I'm trying to think of good remakes. Yeah, Halloween is very nuanced. No, nah, I've never. I they they just no. I just I never. One, two, four, five. After that, I don't fucking kind of really care at all. I yeah. I'll watch a lot of them, and I have seen all of them, but I'm just not. I just, I just don't. You're losing me. They Texas just, Chainsaw Massacre has fucked everything up. I mean, they've ruined everything. Nightmare on Elm Street became a fucking punchline. I mean, I can still get into some some Friday Thirteenth though. You know, Scream I think does pretty well because it's very self aware. It's very self-aware. Yeah. It's kind of campy. And I love bad horror movies. Like, I love Jennifer's Body. Yeah, I, well, I do, too. Like, I do love the... Twilight like, is hysterical, but it's, like, yeah, important like, to me. Like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, it's hilarious. It's such a funny fucking movie. Evil Dead is brilliant. Army of Darkness is awesome. Like, those are great movies, but they kind of know what they are. They're not trying yes. to be, you know, this or trying to be that, but... I don't know, man. There's so many remakes, and uh, I heard they were redoing, or we were just talking about, but like redoing or The Office, like they're there. It's in the works. Oh my! Maybe gosh. not redoing, but maybe they're having a reunion show, or I don't know, man. I did. I I saw that on Twitter, and I think they're trying to redo it. They're trying to redo everything, which. We know, yeah. we got done with the writer's strike. Let the writers do what they do best. And I not thought the writer's strike had been going on for like 10 years because nothing good or original comes out. It's remakes, it's sequels, it's prequels, it's re-invi- you know, re-revisitings. Like, it's all that. It's so rare that I'm coming across. That's why then you have like a Jordan Peele, why he stands out so much. Oh, yeah. he's so good. And Ugh. even with Nope, that was not a unique idea in the sense of aliens abducting people, but the whole take on it. The whole thing was, was yeah. And that little, the, the tube, sorry to spoil it for anyone, it's been out for a while, but the tube where the people are getting sucked up, oh, claustrophobia. If you do not like oh, yeah, claustrophobic no, that's, scenes, that's going to make you vomit. I think Us is his best one. Us Ooh. was so good. That was so original and cool. And then when, and then, and it got me all the way to the end. All the way to the end, I'm like, oh my god, it's the other one. Like that's I what know. happened. It was really good. I love movies that give me a big brain moment because a, a lot of people. My my boyfriend is is a, a letterboxed user, a film critic. I just love to be entertained. Like, um, I went to see Barbarian by Zach Krieger of Whitest Kids You Know. Loved it. But my two friends who are huge horror nerds, um, 
one of them is actually a Halloween influencer in Cleveland. But they um, were like, I didn't like that. It was blah, 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 blah. And I was just sitting there like, I just love being at the movies. I'm having so much fun. I'm a terrible oh. critic. I'm a terrible critic. If you asked me to do music, movie, TV review, I'd be like, I had so much fun. <laughs> like, oh, that's yeah. Why <laughs> like, I can tell you things I liked, things, but I, I couldn't actually do it in the way a critic does. You know, yeah. like uh, I, I, when, when Doug Trattner came on and he kind of walked me through his process, I was like, fuck, I could I never know. do that. Oh, he's amazing yeah, over at yeah, Cleveland yeah. Scene. I yeah, could never. I just, I'm happy to be invited. I'm happy to be in the theater. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm the same. I can be like, I didn't like it. I did like it. Why? Because of this. Because of that. That's it. Like, I can't actually do a, like a, a seven paragraph review as to where it went wrong. I'm just like, no. I just fucking hated it. Yes. <laughs> or, oh my God, it was so cool. Like, those are my reviews. Yep, yep. Like, I've... that's as deep as I can go as far as, like, the remakes for Candyman. Like, that's the reason the reason that I didn't like it as much. Yes. I don't even know how people get into reviewing. Like, realistically, I went to journalism school. I'm a journalist now. And I'm oh, like, did there's you really? no... Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Kent State has an amazing oh, they journalism do. school. It's hard for me to, like, hear a sentence like that. Kent State yeah. has an amazing, you know, know, outside of that sentence ending with cocaine, like, habit. Yeah, Kent State has great <laughs> drugs. Um, <laughs> they have really good... They got hot women. Oh, yeah. Um, clearly, you got... You scored. You scored. And you know what? That might just happen till you... Uh, until you're like 80 years old that your wife will get hit on or people will ask you, how do I land such a gorgeous lady? Oh, I'm sure. People like, when they come over to see the baby, they're like, oh my God, she looks incredible. And I'm like... Looks just like your wife. And yeah, and they're just like, did you have a baby? You gotta tell <laughs> like, them, how like, did you it's get because worse? I have a podcast. Yeah. I am hot and I have a podcast. Oh God, no. I They don't get it. <laughs> I love it. I love the jokes about podcasting. Like, I remember... I was 18 years old, meeting new people for the first time at Kent State. And I'm like, yeah, I really like comedy. I really want to be a comedian one day. And one guy was like, hey, have you ever heard of Joe Rogan? And I'm like, I'm not, I don't live under a rock. And why is that the <laughs> only comedian you think of? I love when people, I've gotten that so many times that they're like, you should listen to Joe Rogan. You like comedy? Joe Rogan. And I'm like, okay. This is in the golden era of like John Mulaney, late night hosts were popping off. But no, Joe Rogan has been eternal in in the minds of boys for t- <laughs> so long, it, fear factor. Such a, yep. He's such a mainstay. I mean, in terms of because he does, he he, he kind of hits everything because he has obviously comedy, he has uh, fighting, he has sports, he has uh, a little bit, I guess, like television. Yeah. Because even though he's pretty open, that he doesn't really like acting. News radio is a brilliant show, mm-hmm. and it's a very very funny show. And he just knows a lot of people, and he's a, he's a really good – regardless of what you think about him, he's a very good interviewer. He's mm-hmm. really well-read, and he – I mean, he can have, you know – he can have Dave Chappelle on, and then he can have, you know, a paleontologist on. And he can – and it's the same thing to him. Like, he's really good at that. Uh, and he's bald, and I think bald people have some sort of regalness to them, like Tim Misney, if you will. Oh, uh, the great Tim Misney. Or, like, Mr. Clean. I love – I I make jokes about how much I hate bald people, but I don't. It's just funny because they're not in a press Who are your group. Favorite, who's your like your favorite bald person? If I had to pick favorite bald person, you, I'll give you three. You don't have to just pick one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I I hate to pander to the Cleveland audience, but Tim Misney is very important to me. Um, I clearly made 
a whole merch line about Tim This Newton. is great, by the way. Thank I you. hope he doesn't send us a cease and desist. I hope he likes it. I bet you. <laughs> I think that guy likes anything that where people are taking like the likeness because that's how he's been known. I don't even know what that dude sounds like, but I, I could pick that guy out of a, a crowd at 50 yards. Like, I mean, that, that he's well known because of shit like that. He should actually make like an eyebrow gel. I think he would do really <laughs> well if he went into the makeup market. Even like a nice um, fingernail buff because he's always pointing, you know, and he's got to keep it photogenic. Um, he's a great bald guy. Um, rest in peace. Love Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park. And, oh, my gosh, this is really I, – I Was he bald or was he willingly bald? That's a good question. I think he was just a head shaver. I don't think he was bald. But it's okay. It's your list. It's your list. It is my list. Yeah, it is your list. And also, random, but I do love uh, Sasha Velour of drag uh, race fame. Uh, she, she's know. a queen with a bald head. <clears throat> and I love her. I'm a big drag fan. But it's because drag is so funny. Like, growing oh, yeah. up, I loved, oh, this is so embarrassing. My first encounter with stand-up was Dane Cook, as most young people in, like, the early aughts had, and then Aziz Ansari. But now I've, I'm like, oh, my gosh, comedy can be anywhere. It can be on TikTok. It can be, um, I'm a big late-night show fan now. Love uh, drag rate. Like, RuPaul, their jokes are terrible, but I love the drag sense of humor, the exaggerated sense they of humor. They kind of own it, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same thing we're talking about, like, you know, like the movies that know what they are. Yes, camp. They're, 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 camp. Like, RuPaul, like, leans into, like, the, you know, the, the drag pun jokes that they're making on the show or, like, in appearances. Like, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're not shying away from it. It's kind of, bar- it's kind of part, like, where the crowd's in on it. RuPaul is my favorite bald person. Yeah. I figured it out. RuPaul, beautiful bald head. When in in guy form, I love it. I, ugh, sorry. I'm just thinking about how much I love Drag Race again. <laughs> I love White Claw. I love Drag Race. Um, what a, other basic thing do I love? Pumpkin spice. Actually, I, I'm not a big pumpkin spice person. Okay. I don't believe that you should be mean to people who like pumpkin spice, but I'm a, oh, a I don't cold root so person. I like it dark. I need to feel a little hurt in the morning to make my day. You, it's, I, you just said two things that my wife and I have discussed this weekend. One was, she's like, I don't want to be a basic bitch. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I don't even know what that means. Like, like how do you fall in the basic category? I, I really don't know. Um, and I guess it's just liking really popular things. Is that technically yeah, what being a basic bitch is? Very interesting form of misogyny where it's like, oh, you like going to shop at Marshall's for blankets? You mar- you're such a basic bitch. And it's like, are we not supposed to like fluffy, fun things? That's what's kind of weird about it, especially like to, to call it like a, uh, like a form of misogyny because it's always women saying it. Most guys, I've Internalized. never heard, Yeah, I've Internalized never heard a guy misogyny. say basic bitch. It's always a, whim, a woman bashing another woman calling her a basic. I've never heard a guy say it. Yes. Like, women say it. I actually hear a lot of women say it in a self-deprecating way where they're saying it about themselves. Like, yeah, I'm kind of a basic bitch. But yeah, like what if, so like is liking chocolate cake a basic bitch? It's fucking delicious. You know what? That's a very interesting point. And it's not. It's something that's like. Trendy, popular. Yes. It's, um, like. 27 Club? (laughs) Like, if you like 27 Club, are you a basic bitch? I think it's like, if you like Taylor Swift and went to her era's tour and dressed like her and it's like, that's, you're basic. But 
Taylor Swift's the biggest pop star in the world, and you're allowed not to like close. her music. Not even not even close. She's the biggest pop star in the world. Yeah. Biggest star in the world. She actually might be more recognizable than anyone that I can think of right now. Yes. In the world. Like, she can't go anywhere. She can't go to Nashville without getting hounded. She can't go to Canada. She can't go to Saudi Arabia. I think she gets hounded wherever, Japan, wherever. I think she gets hounded anywhere. She couldn't even go to her friend's wedding without fans figuring out where she was. That's fucked. Like, who wants that level of fame, man? I, I, you saw, I mean, look, we're, we've been watching. Britney Spears mentally break down for the last 15 years. I know. <laughs> and she's not getting better. And that's because she's been famous since she was fucking 15. Like she doesn't have, she's never had a normal life. She can't do shit. Yes. Even now, she doesn't even put out music. <laughs> All she, she does is dance around with knives and people are like, ah, still fucked up. That's her life forever. And it's so sad because it's like that, that dance, that was a great dance. I, I love Britney <laughs> Spears. I love her i truly am um any i love britney spears amanda Bynes, Lindsay lohan in my heart breaks in half really for them into amanda Bynes. um because she i think she is such a good anytime someone's like women aren't funny which i'm greeted with all the time and i'm like thank you for your input i'm going to go get paid for Do doing work over here well let's finish i want to come back to that um i think amanda Bynes could have been tina fey level of acting yeah, or writing great. but at the same time she's the man is one of the most perfect teen comedies ever um i think that amanda Bynes. i hope she is well wherever she is i know she's definitely listening right now so i wish you the best amanda yeah i um, talked the other day yeah no she's great i love her little heart tattoo on her face um any that'll, that'll age well i just feel so bad for all these disney there's even podcasts from old disney stars who are talking about the exploitation in the industry and how they were messed up for so long you know even in the case of um let's see shia labeouf isn't a great example because he's done some weird stuff but zach efron you know he's still doing stuff but i'm sure there's a lot of um i don't know Trauma, PTSD associated with some High School Musical well, days. I mean, Justin Timberlake seems to be doing okay. He is. Wasn't he on the Disney show too? Or, or, or? he was just. Um, I think he started acting really young, and then In Sync is when everyone really knew him. And okay. He took off. Oh yeah, I didn't know he was on that show until after In Sync. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you. Uh, the one that should be messed up that is not Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood is <clears throat> such a prince. He's been since he was six. He's such a good boy. My my boyfriend and I, big Lord of the Rings fans. And yeah. we love, him and Daniel Radcliffe, actually. I, I grouped them together in my head. Elijah Wood and Daniel Radcliffe. Sean Astin, throw him in there too. Yeah. Same oh thing, my gosh. since he was a kid. And they're all very well adjusted. And I don't know if the way that young guys are treated and young girls are treated are different. Because I even saw, last night I was at a Jesse McCartney concert. And they had... He's a guy who's been in the industry since he was a teen or maybe younger. Music. He was doing music since he was a child. And he's doing great now. Flourishing. And I'm like, wait, why are you okay? And Miley Cyrus had the rocky... She's great now, but Miley Cyrus had the hardest, you know, coming to terms with her growing up. Because um, everyone was so mad at her when she twerked on Robin Thicke. And I'm like, that's just a girl being a girl. That's my opinion. But I know I, I that's like not. No, I think it's very different for 
for a for a a girl to a girl becoming a woman in that much scrutiny versus a guy becoming a man in that much I think that's very different. I got one mean Instagram comment and it ruined my day. I can only imagine. And it was because I, you know why I got a mean comment? Is because I was trolling the Atlantic, okay? The Atlantic news institution that says heinous things for clicks now. They said something along the lines of like, women have a big alcohol problem. And me, who may or may not have an alcohol problem, I found that very offensive. And I was like... What I do in my own time is my business, Atlantic. And then all these dudes under it were like, that's not what they meant, actually. I was like. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that was actually my fault. But I was sitting and roasted. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. No, why, I, why did I do that? I, I made, made a joke. These They don't get that. I didn't even make a joke. Like, it was a couple weeks ago. I didn't even make a joke. It was just kind of like an observation comment. And I got fucking hounded, men, women. People just like to argue with people, and it's easy to argue with someone that you don't. You're that they're not in front of you. You it know, ninety percent of the people in the world would melt or fold if they actually had an actual confrontation with somebody in person. Yeah. But you know, social media makes it easy for you to kind of be a badass. Yes. And to be more sexist, more racist, more shitty, more everything. You can say things like that. Especially like every time someone says something like that, you click on their profile like, oh, obviously your profile picture is not you and it's all this other kind of bullshit and, you know, it's probably, it's a troll account most likely. Or they have wraparound Oakleys and they're like in a truck and the angle is really bad and you're like, oh, this is someone's weird uncle. Okay. I have a weird uncle, so I'm familiar. Everyone has an uncle that they'd the rather not Oakleys, be. I think those are the worst thing that – if I was a woman and I saw a guy wearing those, especially if they were white, I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah, you I have don't to go care out of your way else. to find I don't care what ones. else that guy brought to the table financially, if he's super jacked, hung like a fucking horse. If he's got those on his head, get out of there. That, that's a red flag. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. a red flag. And I'm sure that guy pairs his Oakleys with like Birkenstocks. I do not want to see anyone's feet. I'm the opposite of a foot fetish. I hate looking at people's feet. It bugs me. Uh, I don't have a. I don't really care. I'm not I a stopped kink wearing. Shamer, but... I, I wear like like flip flops like around the house. I don't wear them out anymore. I used to wear them out a lot. You don't wear flip flops outside. No. Mm. Not that I can. You got to save it for marriage. You know. Not yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to cover up, save these bad boys for my wife. Exactly. <laughs> she deserves it. That's why you got her, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because I, I I didn't show my feet to every other slut in the world. Exactly. I saved it for See, her. See, all, all these dudes on TikTok and Twitter telling us to cover up, they also have to cover their feet if they want to be not hypocrites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to you said that guys tell you you're not funny or women aren't funny. Mostly the over thing, uh, the overall arching, women just aren't funny. And I'm like, no, that's okay. It, because every time I have to say, oh, hey, bro, do you like The Office? And they're like, yeah, bro, funniest funniest show ever. I'm like, yeah, Mindy, Mindy Kaling, Kaling yes. did that. Your favorite show with the mug you have that you, you love drinking out of? She um, is responsible for a frightening amount of those episodes. That's her. She is, I, I didn't realize that because she was so young, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't realize until like I think the second season yes. how involved she was in the writing. I'm like, fuck. And you think about anyone from 
SNL, who's um, an iconic character. Sure, you have Bill Hader as Stefan, but you also have Kristen Wiig as like five characters that are absolutely amazing. Like um, Sherry O'Terry might have been, uh, she doesn't get the credit yes. for how good she is, but when she was on SNL, when she left SNL, I think the whole world was like, that girl's about to be a fucking superstar, and we were blown away she wasn't. She was everywhere. Like the... She she was in half the skits, and that's being generous. I think it was more. She had so many funny characters all the time. She was brilliant. I still think Rachel Dratch is one of the funniest people that's ever been on that show. She doesn't get a lot of credit. Yes, she's, she's so, the monotone. So, oh my so god, so good. But yeah, there's a lot. Amy like Sedaris. That. Um, yes. And I Thirty Rock. What yes. the hell is 30 Rock? 30 Rock's one of the best shows of all time. Incredible. The humor transcends because you can rewatch it and see something in the background or there was a throwaway joke that you're like, oh I've my God. I've watched it beginning to end easily four times. It's not, And I would do it again without even hesitating. It's so funny to me. And the writers behind Bob's Burgers are the Molyneux, mm-hmm. Molyneux, I, I forget how to say their last name, but there's so many women involved in Bob's Burgers, women involved in The Simpsons and Family Guy. So I'm like, I don't know what? why things like that don't get. I, I don't understand why people. Blo- you know what? I'll even throw men a bone here because I've heard. No, you didn't say it. The Hunger Games. What's her name? Um, Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. So she made a comment not maybe like two years ago. She's being interviewed. She's like, before the Hunger Games, no one's ever put a woman in a a, a lead of an action movie, and I'm like. I mean that's not even kind of true. <laughs> There's thousands of them, but I mean it's it's. But I, I think it's the same kind of blocking comment where you block something out to say something that all those people are saying to you too, or maybe they don't even want to acknowledge it. You know, like they don't want to acknowledge how funny Mindy Kaling's writing is, or how brilliant Tina Fey's writing is, or literally if you if we're being honest, if I'm being honest, if I were to name ten of the best people on SNL of all time, I bet you six of them are going to be women. Yeah. Like I mean, if, if I, I'm like, if I had to put a show around the best, I mean, Sherry O'Terry, and I'm not talking about overall career. So, you know, SNL, Sherry O'Terry for sure. You can't not have Kristen Wiig on there. She's you have hilarious. To have Kristen Wiig. She's the best. Was there anyone better at the, 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 uh, the, the weekend update after Amy Poehler and Tina Fey were doing it? I used to hate that shit. I thought it was so unfunny. And then they started doing it. I'm like, it's back to like the Dennis Miller days. Like, that's how funny it was. They were incredible. I even I even really like Seth Meyers and Amy together. The duel. And then they started doing that because the duo does work. It does. Yes. It really, really does. I got to say, I haven't watched SNL in a really long time. It's not worth it. Um, I've hit my <laughs> the age of where I'm like, oh, SNL is so good. And I only watched it like four years ago. But now I'm like... It makes me cringe. It's so bad. It's it's so, it's just not, and I can't say that it's not funny because people watch it. I don't find it funny at all. I don't think I could name three people on that show, to be perfectly honest. They don't. They definitely don't have the star power anymore that can kind of bring people into it. The biggest star power I think they have, I think, would probably be Pete Davidson. Is he even still on the show? He is. Okay. Actually, wait, I totally lied. I think Pete Davidson is, like, hosting it, actually. Oh, okay. All right. So he's going back either, maybe it was this weekend or next weekend, since now the writer strike is over. Oh, um, that's right, yeah. Um, but so no, I, I don't, I it gun to my head, I couldn't, I don't think I named two people on it. I don't think I named anybody on the show now I'm thinking about it. One of the people, Marcelo, 
is actually from, he's not from Cleveland, but he was in Cleveland for a little bit. And now he's on SNL. He's like from Miami, came to Cleveland, did a lot of work at Hilarities, worked on shows with Liz Blanc, who's from Cleveland, oh, now in LA. I almost had Liz on the show, but she was moving. Yes. She was like, I'm actually moving next week. It won't happen. But I, I'm such a big fan of her. She's so funny. And she had a show before pre-pandemic called Funny Period. And yeah. I was obsessed with it because it was just a very chill Sunday night show where she had a few comics on and you would either bring in a monetary donation or a box of pads and tampons. All of this went to a local um, period foundation um, for people who can't afford period products. And I'm like, that is so dope. Like, I love um, comedy and music for good because it's a very easy I wouldn't say easy to produce a show I am a show producer and it makes my my hair gray and I'm 24 and I have gray hair from shows but I it's a good gray hair I'll keep it it's not a a job gray hair I take those ones out yeah for sure but um I keep the show producer but it's if you have friends who are comedians and you're like hey do you want to just come help me for a Sunday here it's such an easy way to give back and give to people who like comedy. So I think we're actually in imposters going to revive funny period. Liz gave us her blessing. Oh really? That's awesome. I am such a big fan. I'm really hoping to um host that soon. Obviously October and end of year in general so busy. You're doing Halloween specific shows, you're doing Thanksgiving specific shows, you're doing Christmas uh Hanukkah every other holiday at the end of the year. So when all that is done, I'm going to bring funny period back to Cleveland. I'm very excited. That sells itself too. Boom. Yep. T-shirt, funny, period. That's the shirt. Yep. That's it. Yep. Um, if there's anything I can offer you at Imposters that is not my beautiful voice, it is my T-shirts. Actually, my good friend and fellow comedian Cam Godfrey designed the Tim Misney shirt. Oh, okay. I, don't, I, I know... I, yes. The name. I know the name. Yes. Yeah. So she designed that one. We designed this one. And together, we're trying to be a merch business, you know? It's a good idea. I think comedy doesn't pay the bills. Funny t-shirts do. <laughs> no, it does. I Journalism thought... doesn't pay the bills either. So, Hey, uh... mo- everyone's got a side hustle, and you should. You should have a little side. Even if it's just like making you a couple extra thousands a year, you know, that's great. If you can get 100 bucks here, 200 bucks here, 50 bucks here, who doesn't need that now? Oh, you know, yes. th- that's a really good idea. I think you should do stuff. And if it's stuff that you dig doing and like doing, I mean, that's awesome. Oh, I think yeah. t-shirts, merch is a great, I'm I'm a merch person for sure. I, you, I really, do you really Do pod merch yet? Stickers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, take... you get one. Yeah, you get one. Oh my gosh. I'm thrilled. Yeah. I love merch. Like I did, I had some shirts. I don't know. It's just, I, I've been talking to this one person about doing just like a, a t-shirt because I have like a bunch of designs. Ooh. Uh. Like, I just have one. I send them to my buddy. I'm like, I just want to make the shirt. It just says Town Hall still sucks. That's, and it went back to the pandemic because they blocked me. Um, I would wear that. I have never been. I think never a lot will of go. Uh, I haven't been back since. And it's, there's uh, a bunch of companies that guy has that I'm like, I need to keep a list. I didn't realize how, but mm-hmm. the, the George family does have a lot. Like, the, the Barley House downtown, I think, is Ooh. one of theirs. There's a bunch like, I didn't even know. Town Hall hurt a lot, though, because I did like it there. I thought it was a cool place. Something about drinking a beer there at 11 o'clock in the morning felt great. And they had really good breakfast, and I liked their avocado toast. But, yeah, once we kind of find out, found out, like, we're, we were just done. 
And then when they blocked me, I was like, I was like putting a story up one day and I'm like, why, why are they not coming up? And then I realized, holy shit, they blocked me. And then I found out they were blocking a lot of people. Good. And if you go back to three years ago when all that shit was going on, like, you know, their comments were limited or they were deleting things, you know, they, because they caught a lot of shit for it. That's how you know you're on the right side of history is you're blocking a bunch of people and limiting comments. I thought you were all about free speech, right? Every time you see yeah, only yeah. <laughs> everyone's about free speech until it's something that it doesn't that doesn't help them. Then all of a sudden they're like, "Ah, not that much free speech." Yeah, if you're critical of me, that's not the free speech I meant, actually. Yeah, whenever you see whenever you see on someone's page comments have been limited or disabled, that's like if you go to Dan Cook's page right now, it's funny you brought him up. You go to his page right now, all of his our comments are limited because he just married a 20-year-old that he's known for yes. 10 years. <laughs> She's actually, um, she is my age. I've been following that relationship closely. And I know Gen Z gets a lot of flack for making fun of age gaps or pointing out age gaps. But I'm not, I don't want to marry someone my dad's age. That's personal to me. Um, maybe this girl who he met when she was 17, 18 years old really was the love of his life because she wants his money. Who knows? I'm uh, kidding. Yeah. I don't believe that at all. I think anyone <laughs> – I am I am with a guy who's exactly my age. Anyone two years older, gross. Two years younger, gross. That's just me. I mean it's – but that's a preference for sure. And There's nothing wrong with that. Most people have some type – like my wife and I have six years. Oh. But I was 30. She was 24. Yeah, I wasn't that's normal. 20 and she yeah. was 14. <laughs> You know, it matters when you meet exactly, too. Exactly, exactly. But I mean, I'm sorry, but it, like, if if Dane Cook was 70 and she was, you know, 48, most of us be like, whatever, who cares? But what? something about knowing her when she was a teenager, kind of, you just yeah. the benefit of the doubt is just not something I'm going to give anymore. Her frontal <laughs> lobe is not there yet. Okay, no, she can't rent a car yet. She can't drink. <laughs> she can't. It's it's gross. I mean, I'm sure that she was. Yeah, how do you? How, if you're 44, how do you take somebody out on a date that can't drink? Forget, not even that can't drink. They can't even get into the places to decide whether or not they want to drink. Yeah, you can't. Like you're even three bring years them, away yeah. from being able to have a glass of wine with them somewhere. You can't bring them into the casino. Nah, you, can't you can't bring them weird. into the bar. That's Their weird. bedtime is at 10:30. That's weird. You know what? I hope that for her sake, she either learns or gets everything she wants. I don't know. But there's, um, yeah, I don't know what the fascination with 18-year-olds is. I am actually starting to age out of old men hitting on me. It's amazing. They're, like, too old for me. They're they're I mean, looking at me like, oh, she looks too fully formed. I'm not interested. And I'm like, oh, this is good. This well, is good. If you talk to a guy, they're honest about it. We all understand what the fascination is. They're young and they're pretty. That's awesome. But most of us, I will say most of us, like most people I know, would all make the same joke. Like, no, I can't date. Even if I wanted to, even if you guys were all cool, I think I'd still feel weird about it. You can't. What am I going to talk? Even at this, like, I am 45. I think Dan Cook is 50. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Good. Like, outside of something like this, and it's not disrespect to you, you and I are in very different parts of our lives. Yeah. There's I a good a chance baby. we're not going to have too much to really talk about. I have a wife. I have a child. Uh, and that's kind of my life, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're, you know, you're young and you're kind of out there. You can stay up past eight 30. I can't. That's I, why, I, that's why when you're credit. like, can we move it sooner? I was like, fuck yeah, we can. Seven. Me, oh, it was so late. <laughs> don't give me too much credit. I'm a sleepy girl. I, I like to nap all the time and I get, um, like that's the hard thing about being a comedian for me because 
shows will start at eight yeah. at nine and I do my set and I have a dog who is basically my baby. I will say my little Chihuahua pug Bobby is my baby. I love her. I know she doesn't keep me up at night, so I won't put that on you, but she is my baby. And uh, I always have to leave because I have to walk her. I have to just be with her because she's very clingy, very nervous, and she likes to pee on my stuff. And uh, so I always leave. I'm like, I did my set. I don't really want to hang out afterwards, not because I don't want to talk to people, but because I'm exhausted. Yeah. As as in the journalism industry, I'm working, especially I'm a comedian, and I'm a music writer. So after this, I have a concert to go to. Oh, do you really? Yes, at the Roxy, which we'll see how that goes. Um, And... I am going to cover a band there, so I'm always out late, but I always start at nine, so I'm always tired. I know. That that is... Always tired. That is. It doesn't get better. I, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you. Uh, Even I, if I don't have a baby, I'll still be tired? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I mean, baby just makes you more tired. Mm. Um, I think having a baby when you're older is better because you already like being home and you're already kind of on a baby schedule. Like, I get up very early anyway. You know, that's I get up. Good. Yeah, I get up at five thirty six. That's just when I get. That's when I start my day. Start when I'm doing my stuff before work. And he typically between gets up between six and seven. So it's perfect. And then like you know, he'll go down around like seven seven thirty. I'm like, you're not gonna ca- catch me out at nine o'clock anywhere. If you're if I'm it's nine o'clock and I'm anywhere. I'm in my car driving home from somewhere because it was a long trip. Yep. <laughs> you know, I'm not out anywhere like we were out yesterday like we went to lakewood solstice we went to the the locally grown uh uh show that was a crowbar but we went at like four <laughs> you know yeah we didn't go at 10 you know we're like uh, and i talked to her to, to them today i was like they're like thanks for coming I'm like hey no problem i told you i can only go in the afternoon i have a baby and honestly i can't stay out that late they were posting stores like 4 a.m i'm like no i was actually about to get up when you guys were going home i don't even know how anyone stayed like I, I have friends who come up and they're like, yeah, let's go to the flats. And I'm like, Ugh, <sighs> no, I live on the, the side of the flats that is not the bar side. I live on the Jacobs Pavilion side. So it's very chill over there. Oh, very yeah. quiet. There's like three very, um, what's the word? Like towny bars. Like the Harbor Inn is over there. Great place. Um, so it's like chill bars. But then I can hear screams from across the lake. And I'm like, aye, aye, aye. I went to the piano bar. I was surrounded by um, some older people, some bachelorette parties, just pounding my vodka crayons as per usual. Yep. And I'm like, this is nice. And then I went to around the corner Inferno or whatever. And I'm like, this is not my scene. Never was mine Not either. my scene. Yeah, even younger, I never, that was never something that I liked. I just don't. I liked bars. I like music. I like going to like shows. Um, I liked hanging out in bars, but no, I never liked clubs. I hated, I still do hate techno music. I think it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I never really, I actually forgot. I never, do you want something to drink? I never even offered you anything. Oh, no, I'm good right now because okay. I'm going to get my White Claw at the Roxy. Oh, good, because I don't have any White Claw. Yeah. I have something similar, though. Yeah, me and OK Pants drink. are going to come back and oh. just riff <laughs> on our White Claw. Wait one sec. I'm going to grab a beer. Sorry. Okay. So she actually did want to drink. I got her a long drink, and she was talking about how she graduated during the pandemic. Yes. I even I... put the timing down. That's terrible. KSU, Black Squirrel slash Flashes. I don't even know what the Flash is. I know it's an eagle, but it's also... It's a lot of things. I thought it was a camera flash. I didn't really know what it meant. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Um, I, I never went to a single game there. That is how... D- 
dedicated I was as a KSU Flash. I was on the improv team, though. So, um, Black Scroll Improv Troupe. I was not good at long-form improv. I was terrified because I'm not good. I'm. You said you were a speech and debater. Yeah. I'm a speech and debater. I did original oratory, so I wrote and performed oh, okay. a ten-minute thing. Were you a debater? I was, but I my like my the thing I was good at. I think I'm still pretty good at because I even do it for my job. Is that I'm good off the cuff. Like I can. I can think on my feet pretty quickly about certain things that I can kind of keep going. Um, and I could do that in debates where I could just kind of fold something back in that happened 15 minutes ago and bring it back to kind of help my case. I, I was good at that. Yeah, um, which is good. It makes you a good host to think on the fly like yeah, that. Yeah, like I was never great at like like preparing things. Like even when I do live shows, like I don't prepare anything. I, I do them the way I do these. Like I, I Like I know who you are and I know what you did. But the whole thing I do here is I get to know you as we're doing this. Yeah. I don't want to research and just do a and a It's fucking boring. You know? Because I didn't know. We, I, like, we, if I had done it that way, we would not have stumbled upon, you know, uh, 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 the, the the guys telling you you're not funny. We wouldn't have talked about, you know, graduating, you know, during COVID. We wouldn't have talked about, you know, kind of like your, your starting. We wouldn't have talked about horror movies. Like, we probably never would have got to. We, the more organic it is, the more shit like that comes out. And that's what oh, I yes. prefer. Okay, let me see. What other traumas do I have to tell you about? <laughs> Just kidding. I do actually. I Both my boyfriend and I both graduated. I keep talking about my boyfriend. It's gross. I like him. I'm sorry. That's okay. Sorry. See, it's funny because most stereotypically. His name? his name is Jamie. Jamie? He's okay. in a band called Spirit of the Bear. Okay. And uh, I already he, want a t-shirt of that. That's a yeah, sweet yeah, name. I'll get you one. Um, it's funny because we are both very passion-driven people. He's... Um, a musician. I'm a, a comedy writer slash writer person. And together we are poor. I have friends who are like, yeah, I just got done with my accounting job for the day. And I'm like, stop bragging, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in the creative, you're a creative type though. So like those are, those aren't nine to five. Like you're working after this, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. What, what you're doing tonight is, 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 is work. The best work though. I yeah, love it's it. cool. But uh, but yeah, it, it's not a nine to five, and and typically it's not you know the most well paying. You got to do a lot of hustling, but that's you know you know the, the drill. Hey, well this I do have like a nine a hobby. to five. This is my this is my side hustle where I can make some extra money. But it's also something I like doing. Yeah, uh, I don't mind my job. I don't hate it, but it's not my dream. Oh know? yeah, no. This is what I like doing. You know, when I'm not you know hanging out with my family, I like doing shit like this. Yeah, and you're there's going to be a wealth of fun Cleveland people. I mean, in the comedy scene alone. Um, so many. Already talked about Cam. I love Cam. I love um, Mackenzie McGuire. These are all people just, I did a um, an eight week long sketch 90 minute show with. And Gabe Gary, who also has a podcast in Cleveland called. I know who, yeah. I don't know him, but I know who he is. Very funny. Um, I'm saying that like a comedian wouldn't be funny, but th- believe it or not, few comedians who are not good at comedy. <laughs> <laughs> comics are different though. Like like a lot of comics that have come on here, and I've had easily fifteen different ones on here. Um, they're all different here. Like uh, some are funny. Some are like me and David Horning had a really good just just joking around like about yeah. stuff because I know what J- what David did also as a job in the daytime, and that was kind of what we talked about along with comedy stuff and then kind of made it fun. And Brian was there, so we joked around about yeah. it. So it was a real fun episode. Secret I mean, Society, guys. Yeah, those guys are great. 
Um, Such a good thing they're doing. I really like Secret Society. I do too. I'm, I'm really – when uh, the last time I talked to Brian, he was like, anytime you want to come to a show, I'm like, kind of like what we're talking about. Free like, tickets, I'm like, yes. dude, your show's at 11. <laughs> There's no fucking way I'm ever going to make it. Start doing shows on Wednesday at 7 down the street. I'll be there. But I can't go to a show that starts at 11. Are you out of your goddamn mind? <laughs> yeah, we're we're into deep REM sleep at that point. Yes, so. exactly. Oh, but like, my goodness. Who, like, I mean, but other ones have been on here. It's been kind of like uh, like when Sir Yacht, Joey, when he came on here. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah he was great. TikTok guy. But, I mean, he was – I didn't really know what to expect. Um, he was such a sweet guy. I messaged him. He messaged me right away. He's like, here's my number. Just text me. And we had a really – it was a fun conversation, but it was not serious, but it wasn't just like hijinks, goofy shit that I was maybe kind of expecting because he's such a – you know, a funny dude on his, you know, on, a, on his social media and on his, on his content, he was different. So I didn't, but it was like a pleasant, like, God, it's just kind of cool sitting here talking to you about stuff. Sometimes musicians are way funnier. Other times they're a lot shyer. Some people are just different. It's just, it's hard to, people from the news are fucking hilarious. I don't know why they are. Yeah. They come on here, like they Sam are. Roberts is fucking really funny. We were talking about her meeting her husband. The whole thing was a joke. It was a lot of fun. Peach Fuzz is the fucking best. I might be one of my favorite yeah. I love the local drag queens here. Is that Peach Fuzz, the yeah. drag queen? Oh, my goodness. I I talked to her a couple weeks ago about her car coming back on. I love it. I she love. Was, she was the best. I think you should do a guiltless drag queen pod. Just like three drag queens. Oh, best, I, I want to do a guiltless live podcast, a live drag show. Oh, yes. Because yes. there's so many talented. And Peach Fuzz would be the fucking headliner, no doubt. I mean, she came on and I mean, she's like, hey, do you mind if I come in full dress? I'm like, I would fucking love for you to come you in better. full dress. I think she purposely <laughs> parked way down the street so she could walk down the street. And I'm in my front yard just all giddy waiting for her to show up. She was a blast. Oh my God. She was an absolute blast. Yeah. She's super talented, really funny and nice and real personable. And she's real open about everything. Because I was like, look, I'm going to ask you questions. I hope they're not offensive. But I generally just don't fucking know. Yeah. She's like, fire away. And you're like um, well-intentioned. Like, you're a very warm personality. Well-intentioned. She and, and she answered. I was like, "Is this like a person?" That's what I remember asking. Like, "Is this a personality? Is it an extension of you?" And she's like, "You know what? I don't know. I'm figuring it out." Oh. But she was so sweet about it, and I was a little worried. That's why I kind of preempted it with, "I'm going to ask questions because I'm curious." But I, I, I might say something that sounds shitty, but it's coming from a good place. It's not coming from fucking you know Northern Florida. Yes, it's it's <laughs> good know? faith. I generally want to know. Mm-hmm. You know, this is so cool. What you do. Oh, God. And there's a, a new TikTok viral queen from Cleveland named Jade Uzumaki. She is all over TikTok. People I know, um, my job has me linked up with people in LA, in New York. It's always very funny being a journalist in Cleveland because everyone's like, oh, do you work for Cleveland Magazine? I'm like, not currently. Um, I just all these LA people are like, why do you live in Ohio? And I'm like, because the housing is nice here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, people. And my I, mom lives 90 minutes away. That's why I like it. Who was I talking to about? Oh, we're uh, Bailey Burmaster. She, she, I think she moved to, to Atlanta, but she was a Cleveland sports personality. And she came on to the whole thing we were joking around about is we really don't want people to move to Cleveland because they're going to fucking ruin our cost of living. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's already happening because of Sherwin-Williams. Great. I'm so happy they're building the thing, changing the skyline. I can see it being built every day. But, oh, my gosh, if my apartment gets more expensive, my dog and I are going to have to leave. And my boyfriend. You're downtown, though. 
in the flats. Yeah. I live under the bridge. I'm technically a little troll girl, okay? Yeah, but downtown is a different animal. Like that that's a those things can change and can skyrocket. Not that other housing in other areas can't too. They can, but but downtown uh in an apartment, I'm assuming. I yes. mean that's that's a different I mean shit like that. I mean it just can. You know, it's just, there's no there's not really rent control for the most part. Uh, at least not downtown there isn't. Yeah. It's just it's a, it's a mess. But we have all the fixings of a city that people would move to. Like you see like what happened to like Nashville and Austin in the last 10 years. Like the last time I was in Nashville, my Uber driver was pissed. Because I, I, was, I was just yeah. like, I was like, man, look at all these high rises. He goes, yeah, they're fucking everything up. <laughs> like there are 20,000 people moving here every month. Oh, wow. Austin was even worse. And for for actual reasons, Nashville is a cool city. Austin's beautiful. I would love to live in Austin. Yeah. But I last time I was there for Austin City Limits a couple of years ago, my wife and I just, in the Airbnb we were staying, and we're like, I wonder how much this house costs. And it was five times more, four times more. It was something like, like if the, if this house was in Austin, it was probably $900,000. Incredible. And, yeah. and, and you know, like my house is nice. I like it. It's not huge though. It's you know three bedrooms, two bathrooms, but it's 900,000. It was almost exactly what the house uh, was that we were staying in Austin. And it was $900,000. And that was four years ago. I bet you it's north of a million now. You know, I need to tell you, this house is aspirational for me. People, whenever I'm like, oh, yeah, one day I'd like to have a house, have laughed in my face. I am serious. That's not a joke. They've been like, ha, 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 you silly little 24-year-old. You're not getting a house. And that's all my friends, even the ones who are in, in accounting, the accounting yeah. girl, she's not getting a house either. <laughs> there, well, you know, there's... You're, Waiting for this, the market to crash. Yes, please. You're, you're young, you know. There's not a super rush for you, but, like, there's... The, the the problems that we have finance-wise are multiple. Um, we don't like to admit we're also all, – most of us are also very bad with money. We're really bad with money. <laughs> like, I if, And, that. I mean, everyone you know is bad with money. Everyone I know is bad with money. I was bad with money yesterday, you hey, know, and I have a kid. <laughs> it's all about the little treats. You know, I spent $100 on candles today. Why? Because That's I was so feeling, bad with money. <laughs> I was feeling some type of way, and I just got a credit card a couple weeks ago and didn't know – that you could just spend whatever you want and then pay it back later. I didn't know you could finance a couch for like. You can finance a happy meal. You can do anything. If you try, like, you can legitimately do this. Next time you go on to like try to like buy a t shirt or something like that. Like, if you go on some of these sites, they're like, hey, man, you can make, you know, you can buy this $35 t shirt for, you know, th- three payments of $12. Like, it'll say that on there. They will, they're like, just fucking buy stuff. Yep. Man. It's very infomercial of them. I remember Super. like the kinetic sand when yeah. I was younger. They're like, yeah, this is 90 bucks, but yeah. you can pay it in two $45 installments. And when I was a kid, I was like, mom, why aren't we calling them right now? That's yeah. a, that's a deal, mom. Oh, my wife does that too. She's like, this was $130, but it's like 80 So we'd it, lose money if we didn't get it. I'm that's like, called girl math. Like, girl math is trending we, on TikTok them, right now. <laughs> but that's a, but but that doesn't really stop. Like, we still do stuff that are not smart financially, but you're just like, ah, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You do. You just But you, you get a little older, and then you're like, all right, so like for us, so Depeche Mode is coming to Cleveland in November. I have been saving for this since March. As you should. Not not like a lot. Like, hey, man, 
every paycheck, $20, like here, 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 there. It adds up. And now we're finally getting ready. I'm like, we can actually get some decent tickets. That's something that I'm good at. The thing I'm bad at is we just paid off our credit card, and it's already back up to $1,500, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> the baby the baby will just take it. The baby, it, just he does, give yeah. him the credit card. But I mean, also things too, because we're buying a lot of shit for him, and he's a baby. He has no idea. We, I, I could wrap him up in a towel, and he'd be happy, but I'm just like... Ah, he doesn't have Chuck Taylors. <laughs> no. You know, he doesn't have those. I want him to I want to get those checkered plaid vans and I want to, those slip-ons. He needs those. No, you need to match actually. Yeah. With my dog, I, I also buy matching stuff. I'm not Oh, I did. Like uh, we bought my son some Nikes. My wife and I both bought the same Nikes so we yes. can all take a photo together. That is Christmas card material. We spent $250 for a picture. <laughs> See, I will never push back. I'm not good with money. He, what we're learning today is that neither of us should have cards. That's what we're learning no. today. My wife, we're still, we're better, obviously. We're, we're good at it. We make sure we're saving every single paycheck every month, you know, IRAs for all that shit, investments. But we still have, like, that. I don't think you ever shake that. I don't even think you really have to. I don't think you should. You should still just splurge and do dumb shit every once in a while. That's If you're just every single day penny pinching and doing this and not going out for a nice dinner when maybe you don't need to, you know, you should still do shit like that, yeah. especially after a while. Like my wife and I've been together sixteen years. Oh. You guys been together nine. You know, I mean, you're still together for a reason because you guys like hanging out with each other. I doubt you're just sitting in your apartment every day, just you know, playing Call of Duty. You guys still do shit, mm -hmm. and sometimes you're like, should we? We probably should. Fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's cool. No, we're big moviegoers, so we go to um, the Cinemark and Valley View. We get a bottle of wine. We love to get wine at the theater and just split it and watch the worst horror movie available. Actually, we did see Talk to Me from A24 recently. Exquisite. I am such a film bro now because I love A24 movies. What is that? Talk to Me is with the, the little demon hand. Oh, okay. And you can Got see that. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Exquisite film. Really good soundtrack of just good instrumentals. And yeah, we just get crunk in the Valley View. And the popcorn, you know, that's $20 in its own. It's popcorn and candy. So. Oh, my wife and I, when we will go to the movies, we still bring our own candy in her purse. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I only have a little purse here, so I can get like one. You can get a good bag of peanut M&Ms in there, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've. This is a very handy bag. I think maybe for Christmas I'll ask for a good candy yeah. purse. Um, oh yeah, see, you gotta you, you need a candy purse. The only thing we'll do it we'll do the popcorn because movie popcorn hits differently. Yeah, you don't want to bring your own stuff unless nah, like that. you're a. Some people like to snack on, you know, pork rinds or veggie straws or something. Those were the two most different snacks I could pull out of a hat. Yeah, but you're like meth or you know kale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Different sides of the spectrum. No, but when I go to like when I go to a movie theater, I'm I want to go old school. I want chocolate candy and I want really bad nachos with super processed cheese and I want the largest tub of, you know, Pepsi that that you guys have on on, you know, available to me. That's yeah. what I want. I love when 15-year-olds give me popcorn. They know how to do it. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Like cuz they they stick it under that butter for a just a terrifying amount of time. Yeah, they don't. They, <laughs> they don't just comprehend. Like, boom, more, more. Like I, I can't. I have to see myself in the popcorn because there's so much melted butter on there, and mm -hmm. I appreciate about them. That's classy. Exactly. That's a good exactly. Person right there. More child labor so that we get so good much popcorn. child labor. So I, much. I think it's cool. I think it's great. 
you can quote me on that. Just kidding. So if I ever get to a level where people ever find this podcast and like Maria believes in child labor, <laughs> like, oh, I'm so I, afraid. I have I have I have so much shit that I've said on here where anyone can. I have two that I haven't released for that reason, and I'm not known. <laughs> I was like, I can't let anyone hear that. It was Cleveland scene is gonna be like, yeah, We're gonna this strip that <laughs> guiltless podcast under fire. Yeah, actually, I love Cleveland scene because um, the writer Marco Preya. I'm just, I'm just feeding you names of people I like. Marco Preya is such a good writer, and he covers like I love. I am such a politics nerd. Yes, I am in entertainment journalism, but I love political writers. Um, oh, I do too. And. Honestly, my favorite comedians right now are John Oliver because, ugh, I love him. I love him. Just the way to force me to understand really sad stuff with a joke. I'm like, yes. Well, you know, that, I mean, John Stewart did that 20 years ago. He actually made it where you can inform somebody in a in a way that, that it's going to stick with them. Yeah, Colbert Report. That That's what they did. Like, I mean, and they were, Colbert and... and Stuart, when they were together on The Daily Show, they were masters at it. They could take something horrible or something that happened, and you remember it because they made it funny, even though it's a horrible thing. They didn't; they weren't making light. They didn't think it was funny that something horrible happened. They made it in in a digestible way, where because people need to be entertained to learn things. I mean, how much shit? I assume you're a little bit like me, where I bet a lot of your knowledge comes from you saw it in a movie or in a show or in a documentary. Now that you read it, yeah. Like most of mine comes from the reason I know this is because of this. It's because I saw it and I know it was true, but it was from like an episode of this or something like that. Yeah. Like I can regurgitate a lot of those things because I remember them because they're fed to me in an entertaining way. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. There's um, nothing wrong with that. I mean, well, there might be. Or a TikTok. Like sometimes <laughs> this is the most cursed thing I could say and admit to, but I like to uh, watch mini true crime documentaries on TikTok of like oh. women in the corner being like, yeah, so this doctor... He killed 30 of his patients and I'm like, wow, I'm learning. <laughs> like, it's so. Was it Dr. Death? It might have been. Oh, uh, to be shit. honest, I watch a lot of these yeah. women. Um, a lot of documentaries. The sadder, the better. Uh, the more religious trauma, I'm like, yes, I grew up Catholic and now I have lots of stuff. You know, you yeah. know, the Catholics and their stuff I'm that aware. they carry. Yes. Yep. Akron Catholic. Yeah. 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 Youngstown Catholic. Okay. Youngstown Catholic. Yeah. Um, it is so interesting now. I always wanted to be a comedian, but in Youngstown, I was like one of five people that liked comedy at all. Um, in my school, at least. I'm not saying that for the greater part. But um, in high school, I got the, um, what's it called? The superlative, most likely to become a comedian. Ah, so I feel all that pressure. I'm like, oh my God, I have to impress the high schoolers that I never even want to talk to again. <laughs> Did um? Do you remember like getting on stage for the first time? I do. Do you remember the first joke you tried to? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say try to, but the first thing, the first like line, you, you, your first bit, okay, that you did in front of people. So, there are two things that come to mind. The first time I understood that I was into humor was not on stage, but in a classroom where I kept talking to my science teacher. I kept giving him jokes every day. I kept telling him jokes. And then for every holiday, I'd give him a little poop joke. Um, so like for uh, Easter, I gave him a pooping bunny. 
with that had candy. And he laughed so hard. And then he told me years later, he's like, I still tell kids all about you and how you were funny and how you, you were obsessed with poop. And I'm like, thank you. That's what I've always wanted to be known as is the poop girl. So that's good. Um, actually, at Imposters, I still am the poop girl because I write a lot of poop jokes because I think you're a dad farting and poop hysterical it's fucking hilarious that's the timeless, it's timeless. joke it's timeless it's across never, it's languages never it's funny. funny it's never not funny so i knew that humor and farting were very important to me in sixth grade and then i got really into dane cook unfortunately or fortunately for him i guess he got a few stream scents from me and uh it was the time though it, it was when, he, when you think about that i understand what you're saying but Hindsight. But a, a lot, well, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, in comedy, like what's happened over the last like 10 years, like there was like that t- two years where it was Louis C.K., then it was Dane, I don't know what the exact order, Dane Cook, Amy Schumer. Then came Kevin Hart, and Kevin somehow kept it. Transcended, yeah. yeah. He just, be, well, obviously, he's very funny and very talented, but he figured out a way to keep it, though. He did every everything someone offered him. He was like, yes, I'll be yeah. in that movie. But I'll be he, the voice uh, of that he's rabbit. He's a fucking funny dude. <laughs> but uh, I but you were around the Dane Cook time during his his yes. his time his time in the light, yeah. He had that one joke. I was such a bad influence on my friends because my, all my friends, fifth fifth graders, sixth graders, I'd be like, "Okay, there's this really cool guy named Dane Cook and he has this really funny joke about Oprah Winfrey and he says this thing like humpback whales." So for fifth and sixth grade, there were just a bunch of girls all over the place going humpback whales inappropriately at any given time in class at lunch and no one knew as far as the adults went they're like what is happening (laughs) what was the humpback whale thing so it was him just expanding on oprah's like check under your seats you have a new oh okay and he's like what if oprah just went everybody gets humpback whales (laughs) and (laughs) like i remember it so vividly and i just cursed a bunch of kids with dane cook because I loved him, and they needed to love him, too. I'll tell you what. It, the reason I asked that, because there was one joke of Dan Cook's that I do remember, and it made me laugh so hard when I heard it. And he I had don't good know, ones. I mean, I don't know a... why. It was uh, one of his, I don't remember, it was one of his specials, and he was talking about how him and his friend were breaking and entering. And as he was breaking and entering, you know, whatever, trying to break into this door, his friend's like, I heard a car. And Dane Cook's like, yeah, we're in the world. There's fucking thousands of them. If you hear a humpback whale, let me know. That's weird. <laughs> and I don't know why that made me laugh so much. And I was like, I wonder if she thought that was as funny as I did. It was not the same. But still, he was very humpback whale driven. He was. I actually, uh, in seventh grade, I made a clay humpback whale because I was like, yeah, I'm Dane Cook's biggest fan. <laughs> it is so embarrassing. The uh, like. Again, I wish him the best, but oh my gosh, whatever was going through my head, I don't know. But as far as my well, action, again, this was in front of you though. Like yeah, you don't know, yeah. Dude, what that guy was a gazillionaire selling out arenas. I, it's his not Madison like, Square Garden. It's special, not like yeah. it was just. It's not like it was just you and everyone's like, stop it. Everyone did. He was the Spice Girls of fucking comedy at the he time. He was. He was. I wanted a Dane Cook shirt. I was not allowed to get it. Um, see, my interests were not, I, I wish I was a horse girl. That would have been so much easier for my parents, but no, I was a Dane Cook diehard. I was really into Fall Out Boy, still am, and, um, I assumed with Warped Tour. <laughs> oh my gosh, I could go on. I love emo boys. It's such a bad, 
such a is Jamie an emo boy? Yeah, he is. is he? Him and I are big metalheads, so we like to go to different metal shows. Which Cleveland is perfect. So many metal alternative. Um, one of our friends is in a hardcore band that he friends called V Trigger, and he like throws chairs at people. We love him. He's our favorite guy. <laughs> I'll tell you the. Uh, I mean, aside from comedy, obviously, but. The Cleveland music scene is very, very good. It is. There's a I, very Ohio good, in general. There's, I mean, and there's something for everyone. They have a very underrated hip hop scene. They have mm-hmm. a very good rock scene. They have a very good. I think some of the best female singer songwriters that I've heard, like, like that have come on here and I hear and I download their stuff right away. They're very, very good. Yeah, um, there's Kayla Hope, right? Shayla. Shayla. Yes, yeah. I, I never knew how to pronounce the first name. Shayla Hope. Yes. Ooh, that's okay. I think I said the same thing to her when she came on. I was like, I just, I feel like I'm going to fuck your name up. Shayla, Shayla, Shayla. I'm like, fuck yeah. I don't know if it was Shayla. I don't know. You're a performer. Yeah. You have like a cooler name. She was amazing. Sienna But Bella. she was also mm-hmm. kind of like a, her songs are pop, but she has a very like fucking Viking metal vibe to her. Yeah. Like personally, like her bag, that's that, that like, I mean, she has a lot more like, you know, uh, lacuna coil than she does like pop to her. Like, and we joked around about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's so many good ones. So, so many. There's so many people are metalheads. Like, the fact that Jimmy Kimmel is the biggest metalhead is such a fun thing. Like, he had Slipknot on a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Like, um, when uh, when their debut came out. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. And that's, I'm hoping one day, my only goal in comedy is to tell a joke, put it on either Twitter or Instagram, and have whatever band or person see it and interact with it, positively or negatively. Like, I really want, I'm trying to think. Okay, yesterday when I saw Jesse McCartney, I was thinking of, like, how do I get his attention? I don't want to be mean to him, but I think it would be funny to do a joke about how he has no songs that are not about love, and he's just straight up 30-plus-year-old man talking to 16-year-olds. And I'm like... How do I say that, but in a nice way that I like him? Um, still working on that. Most of my material currently is um, about my witchcraft journey. I love palm readings. It is an issue I have where I just want to get my palm read all the time. And you should talk to, uh, oh, I can't remember her last name, Erin. She came on. She's a medium. <gasps> and uh, I love that stuff. Was, it's so fun. She was amazing. And uh, I was trying to be very clear with like I'm like, I'm not, please be clear, like, I'm not, I don't understand any of the shit you do, but I don't want to bring you on to make fun of you. Like, I, yeah. I'm generally curious. She started saying things to Brian when Brian was here because he was here for the episode where Brian kind of freaked out for like 15 minutes. And for 15, he just wasn't talking. I look over, I'm like, you all right? And he goes, sorry, man. She said some pretty deep stuff that was very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's wild. There are people who have the I gift. Mean, in my belief, this weird sixth sense, I don't know what it is, but there are also hacks. And I've come across a hack. So many. That looked at my palm and she said, I'm going to have twins. And that freaked me out because I'm like, I'm of the mind that I'm not, I've never been maternal. I don't want kids. My boyfriend doesn't want kids. You're 24. You're not I, supposed to want kids at 24. I know, but I come from Youngstown where people are already on their second kid right now. Yeah, but um, you're not in Youngstown. Still. I know. You I left because you're like everyone's having kids at 24. Ugh. Someone's gonna hear this from my high school just because I don't know why I'm still harping on high school, but like there, it is weird. Like I'm one of few people that left, and it's 
weird. Well, there's a there are communities where people don't leave the community. Like it's weird. Like you, like uh, like for me down in like more of the Akron area, there was a, an area called uh, Massillon, and mm-hmm. wasn't a bad place. They weren't bad people, but a lot of those people went to Massillon High School, and it was kind of like like a Friday Night Lights varsity blues thing where. I mean, like the the city shut down for Friday night football games, and they all went there, and they all kind of stayed there. And I'll, I'm sure some of them moved out for sure, but it was kind of a thing where a lot of them just they just kind of grew up there, and then they finished, and then they got done, and then ten years later they were talking about you know the football game that they scored the winning touchdown. Like that was a. There are some communities that are very much like that, but other people are like, I don't want to fucking peak at fucking eighteen. Like I want more. You know, I don't. I don't want my life to end at 18 and then just reminisce about four years of high school. That's There's nothing true. wrong if you want to do that. If that makes you happy, cool. But some people don't want that. I they yeah. just don't. And there's a lot of communities like that. That is true. And I think, I don't know why. It's mostly the religious thing. There are so many churches in the suburban area. And I'm like, oh, I did that. Never again. Well, you're in Tremont, though. For Isn't that where Imposters is? We are on... Yeah, you're uh, by Fahrenheit. Ohio City. Well, our our temporary location was by Fahrenheit. Oh, I was going to say. Current location is next to Forest City Shuffleboard. If oh, that, okay. If that, no, yeah, that's not um, Tremont. But in Tremont, that's, there's 45 churches in Tremont. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, my goodness. It is um, – yeah, it's, it's always funny because it's very much in the part of Ohio City where there's a lot of stray cats. So I've come out – at night with just a bunch of stray cats on my car. And I'm like, I want to take all of you home, but my dog would hate it. Um, and luckily the show I produce every month is on, is at seven. So I can get my, um, my naps in. I love sleeping. I really do. I used to, we don't do it as much anymore. Yeah. Do you ever come down here and you're like, I just need like five minutes to myself. No, I, I don't. I, I encourage my wife to, because my wife is nurse. So I mean, there's only so much I can do, really. Like, th- there are some things where when my son's pissed, like, there's only one thing that's going to help him. Like, I can't help. Uh, today, like, we kind of did it today because, uh, and my wife's fucking awesome because she said it. She's like, look, when he's like that, I'm not going to wake you up, too. It makes no sense for both of us to be awake and tired. In fact, it's better if you get rest because what we did this morning is he woke up at 6, I took him, and we hung out downstairs for a couple hours, and my wife stayed in and slept. Because she needs it sometimes, you know? Oh, my gosh. The most. She needs, like, a 12-hour Oh, I'm trying to talk her into, like, taking off, like, a Monday or a Friday and be like, just take the day off. Well, you know, her parents live in Westlake. They moved back here for the baby. Perfect. Like, and just, I'm not saying that you can't see him, and obviously you're going to feed him, but just lay the fuck around for the entire day. Watch TV, but don't do anything. Just you, you need a day of just not doing anything because yep. you know we're both working, we're both cleaning and cooking and doing kid shit and working on other stuff too. I mean, that's just what it is. And I, 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 well, I want her to do that. I'm, I'm, but she's a little like, she's also like, but I don't want to. She's a person sometimes that's like, like it's one thing if I'm hungover and I'm laying around all day, but. I'm not hungover. I can't just lay around all day. Yeah. It's hard to get her to do it. She she doesn't want to, but I want to give her a day where she just doesn't do anything. Like watches TV, wear sweats all fucking day. Just have a day where you're just relaxing. Yes. The term bed rotting needs to apply to her for one day. <laughs> one day. Actually, Alana Glazer from Broad City came. Best, 
such a good show. She were you there on Friday? No, no, I mean Broad City is such a good oh, show. Oh yes, okay, Broad City is good. And then she was just here two days ago, so I wanted to see if you were at her live show, but it was at eight, so you couldn't make it, of course. Eight? What am I nuts? Two, you, yeah, that <laughs> that is not allowed in this house. We go no. to bed at eight. Um, but she had a great show and she said, she's a new mom and she said, yeah, my husband's basically my intern now. I do all the work and he's just getting me coffee and I tell him, <laughs> got this. <laughs> it is so true So you're though. an intern. Congrats. But it, it is true. Like that is what I do. Like uh, I'm just at this stage at his age, I'm just limited as to what I can kind of do. So, you know, I, I wake him up in the morning, I bring him in to my wife and I'm like, you want coffee? And I run and I get her like, all oh, that's true. Like today I walk, I ran out and got breakfast sandwiches and coffee because there's just not a whole lot I can do in certain scenarios with him. Like I can't feed him. Like we give him bottles sometimes, yeah. but I mean, it's, it's hard to have that much supply around where we can just be giving bottles all day yeah. because the bottles come from my wife too. Exactly. Like it's just, it's exactly. really tough. Hey, I'm glad you, you brought up Broad City because I just saw an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Abby Jacobson was at. Yes, I and, love uh, them. But women, funny. Just another example. I'll tell you what. Not, I've said this to multiple people. The last episode of season one of Broad City, it might be the funniest episode of anything I've ever seen. I'm trying to – what was the scenario of that so one? So there, it's, it's, uh, it's Abby's birthday, and they go to that restaurant that her, that her dad paid for, and – Alana is allergic to shellfish, but it's such a nice restaurant. Yes, She's like, yes. I'm fine. And she just <laughs> is crushing shellfish all night. Um, the, then the, they keep stepping out to getting high, and then they come back in. It's this really nice restaurant. It, that, that show has so many what I think are just epic episodes. Um, I love the one where they're stuck inside during the storm in the, the shit in the shoe. That one, my I just... Anyone listening who hasn't seen Broad City, oh my god, you need to watch see it, it from beginning to end. It is so good, and it's got, I think, one of the best comics alive. Hannibal Burris is is yes, he's not. Oh, he's wonderful. He's so, so dry. He's so dry. Everything. And I love the Eric Andre show. I grew into that show. Didn't get it at first, but it now I get it. Yeah, you do have to. Yeah, you have to understand what that guy's like. That's a brilliant show. Same thing with like the Tim Heidecker stuff. Yeah. I did not get it for the longest time. But then I actually, for Cleveland Magazine, I got to interview Tim Heidecker. It was the mm. best interview I've ever had because one, I love Us. As we were talking about Jordan Peele's Us, he was in that movie and I'm like, yeah. yes, this is the best. He was even in Bridesmaids. It didn't have a line. He was just No, Doug not in, really. In when I saw him, I was like, Tim and Eric's awesome show. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he didn't really have, yeah, he was a- uh, He was just Doug. He, he was, was Maya there. Rudolph's, yeah. And that's okay. Sometimes you just have to be just Doug, you know. But. Oh, then again, you talk about like funny women. I Maya Rudolph I, is criminally underrated. She's so funny. In that show, that Bridesmaids, I would put that top five funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. Yes. It's so funny. There's so many parts that I was howling. The entire Brazilian steakhouse dress. Well, you're back to poop and farting. It's still funny. Poop is so funny. And then as the I dress said, trying yes. on and when she shits in the street. I'm like, I mean, I was in tears just watching that entire scene because I just it's just so fucking funny. The thesis of me is that poop is funny. Um, I am known as the girl who writes poop sketches at Imposters Theater. Like I that is my MO. That is true. As a sketch writer and as a <laughs> I do a few improv shows and it always comes back to poop. I'm sorry, guys. It's just kind of funny. Yeah. I'm okay, so I'm a clean comic, but am I really? I'm a dirty comic in the very literal way. Um, 
I did have to, uh, as part of my comedian lore, when I was 19 or 20, I was an intern at the National Comedy Center in Jamestown, New York. If you're a comedy fan, you have to go there. It is the, it is what Rock and Roll Hall of Fame wants to be. No shade to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but you could step it up a little bit. Um, National Comedy Center is interactive. It is fun. There are giant like iPad things where you can touch and games and all sorts of stuff. And they had the real bridesmaids wedding dress as like a display. Oh, really? Yes. They have, um, they had knickknacks from Mean Girls, like the real Santa Claus dress. They had different, they had Michael Scott's um, purple bandana when I was there. <gasps> Prison Mike? Yes. Oh, yes. Shit. So I'm serious. It's only, I know you have a baby, but if, if you ever have a day or a three hour time span without the baby, it's only like two hours away. You run through it and get back a must for comedy fans. I know um, Bill Squire was either there or performed there. I forget exactly. Um, I've known Bill since I was in high school because my fascination with comedians started very young. So he came through Youngstown and I saw him. And uh, somewhere on my Instagram, there's a picture with him, I think. Uh. But yeah, I've always just loved... I actually went to see Pete Davidson speaking of SNL when I was 16 and I met him and his, not him, sorry, his friend who was a writer for SNL, and he invited me to a party afterwards with Pete Davidson, and I'm like, I think you mistake me for how old I am. I'm going to go home because I got curfew, but you have fun. So that is my weird, almost hung out with Pete Davidson, but would not be let into the bar story. Probably not, no. Um, so I'm. it's... It's kind of wild, like talking to somebody that, that that has kind of known what they wanted to do, like from a young age. You know, like when you think about the things that you want to do, all all of us have things that we want to do when we're younger. Most of it fizzles out because um, obviously most of us are also different in high school. You don't seem like you're that much different in terms of the things that you really really liked or really kind of sought after. Like I I was very different, obviously, even from like. 17 to 21, I was very, very different. And then to 25 and then to 30. You obviously I don't know you that well, but No, we're BFFs but, now. Obviously. We're but BFFs from what now. you've talked about, it seems like you've been pretty consistent with the stuff that you really, really liked and were passionate about. Now that you say that, it is weird. I haven't changed a bit. My therapist will be so mad when I bring this thought to her. Um no, I've And I don't mean that as an insult either. No, I know exactly what you mean. And thank you. That's very nice. Um, I've always, I don't know. I, again, with the the comedy, it just came and it put a little little fire inside of me. And I'm like, oh, that's what being alive is supposed to feel like. And um, I've always been kind of boy crazy. Like I loved all my little boy bands growing up. I loved my Warped Tour bands. And then I met Jamie and he was all of it. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to keep that one. And I just kept... Like a souvenir. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, You're my love souvenir. <laughs> yes. It is funny because a couple of days ago, he's like, oh, so like if we get married and I'm like, wait, what? Like we're already basically common law married. I don't want. And you're just like, you're smothering me. I need some yeah, room. I need some space, dude. I've only known you since I was 15. Um, he, but uh, the Warp Tour, it sticks. I know the Warp Tour has a very nuanced, some bad bands there's still there's still follow boy there's still my favorite band the main who i've interviewed and i love them um and even avril lavigne and paramore and all these people that were very inspirational to me i keep up with and um i grew up 
on Alternative Press, on Kerrang, on Rock Sound, on Rolling Stone. So I did work at Alternative Press, which was a Cleveland staple, sadly no longer in Cleveland, unfortunately. But um, I got to live my dream at the age of like 20, 21. And even though it got bought and moved to LA and all the people in Cleveland um, had to kind of regroup, find new places to exist in, we all did. We're all doing really well um, as far as like the music journalism community goes. And I just, I do, I have the same passions, but they've morphed like the things I found funny. Okay, that was a lie. I still find farts funny, but I've grown up. I can, <laughs> I, my first ever show was actually at a coffee shop down the street from the National Comedy Center because a lot of us were all comedy nerds. We wanted to try something. So there was an open mic and my first joke, and it, it did go pretty well, not to do my own horn, but intern jokes made the other interns laugh. So I said, um, I'm an intern, so I'm not paid in money or in respect. And they died because we weren't treated amazingly. Like, I'm not going to bash National Comedy Center. It's an amazing place. But every internship program is kind of weird. Like, that's not specific to them. Every internship program is a little wonky. No, I mean, I mean, internship, almost its definition is almost like a sweatshop with like, but you're dressed up. Yeah, you have to wear a little <laughs> suit and tie to do your unpaid labor, okay? Yeah, to not get paid. Yeah. You need to, you know, dress like a professional to not be paid like a professional. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You have to cosplay as a professional today. That's exactly what you're doing. That's yeah. what you're doing. You're LARPing as somebody that exactly. gets paid, but you don't get paid. I love that. Yep, we're all LARPing. Every 19-year-old is just <laughs> LARPing. And you know what? I'm so lucky because a lot of people, I know it's so true. You change and you're like, I have to go into sales to make ends meet. But for now, I have my parents' insurance. In a freelance job talking about music and women. Um, I work at Her Campus, which is aimed at early 20s and um, girls in college, talking about everything from wellness and skincare to sex and relationships to Gen Z politicians. Like we've talked to Max Frost a lot, who's the very first Gen Z congressman. Great guy. Love him. Um, I'm very proud of my Gen Z people because everyone always craps on the generation younger than them. And I'm like, no, we're doing it. We're doing the thing. Uh, that's always going to be. Millennials were the idiots and now you guys are starting now. Yeah, I'm actually um, – would your baby be not Gen Z? I wonder if my generation's going to crap on the, the kids being born right now. I don't know. The, the, it's – I mean, by the time my son, like, grows up to be, you know, like a 18, 20-year-old – Things are gonna be fucking wild, man. It's I gonna know. be it's gonna be very very different. Like I, just an example, like we went to Beachwood today. Mm -hmm. Like malls are not gonna be a thing when my son is older. They're not I gonna be. No, isn't that wild? Malls are like, not gonna be a thing. Um, I think uh, there's no social security for you guys. I'm sorry. People like my me might we'll get some social security like when I retire. But just a tinge. It, just well, a I'll get bit. something. You guys aren't gonna get anything. That's gonna be gone. They're gonna, that'll be spent. Um, I'm very curious what. Not this election, but what the next election is going to be like. I, I truly am. Um, there's so many things going on right now that I think everyone has kind of gotten wrapped up. Like, like you talk about Ken. Ken's, Ken, I've known Ken for about two years now, but I've he covers, you know, with the Buckeye Flame and all yes. this stuff. So, mm -hmm. and this is 100% accurate, too. If you listen to the news, you would think there are 
hundreds of trans kids trying to take over women's sports in every school in the state. Ken covers it. He's like, there's six. Yeah. There are six total kids that are trans that, not world beaters, they just want to play like soccer with their friends or some shit. But the way that it's being kind of portrayed media-wise, and it's more media than anything, that's what, and that's what's going to hurt Democrats. 100% is going to hurt yeah. because of the way it's being perceived. Uh, then you think about the crime is an actual problem. Um, not here. We're re- we're really lucky. You know, I think we're in a, a good spot. Everyone had crime go up after COVID for sure. But some places are just, they're out of control and it's really bad. Um, and then what they're calling, obviously, the migrant crisis now. That's real. That's the one I never really thought would turn Democrats. But like the stuff that's going on in like NYC, like Mayor Adams, he gave a speech and I was blown away. If you didn't know who Mayor Adams was, you would think the speech was given by like a Texas border town mayor. He's just like got to close the borders. Like, damn, everyone's fucking switching now. And I think it's because we're getting closer to the election where now Biden, everyone's got to get a little bit more centered, but there's, it's just some, it's a really wild time. I don't know what's going to go on with healthcare. I, I mean, it's, I really, really don't. I don't know what's happening with education. You know, like some some states are doing really well. Others are thriving. Others are doing fucking terrible. I saw a, a TikTok of this poor guy in a public school. Is just like, I teach ninth grade. These people might read at a fourth grade level. Yeah, the, but we're going to keep moving them up. Is declining. We're going to keep moving them under, but they're going to go to tenth grade at the end of this year. They're going to tenth grade, and they're going to be tenth graders with a fourth grade reading level. It's all this stuff is really wild. And I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen when my son starts going to school. I don't know. You know, we've been, again, lucky. I think it's not as bad where we are. It's a little bit more just kind of centrist. And I think more, I think for the most part, people are pretty cool with everything and just want to go about their day. Um, you know, we don't live in a New York. We don't live in fucking Florida, you yeah. know, where it's more extreme on both sides. But I don't know, man. I really don't. It's it's a scary thing and what I'm just gearing up for. <laughs> it's fascinating. I think that both parties, which uh, the two-party system is already garbage. But there's no way out of it. I know. The two-party Truly? system has kept us in a way where we can't get out of a two-party system. Which is so unhinged. Mm. But I do think Gen Z or younger people are the growing progressive movement. Yeah. Like if the Democrats do not – if they – they're basically like little Republicans sometimes. I sometimes. very much agree with that. Um, because I will say out loud, like I'm such a, even my boyfriend's family is like, oh, Maria, you're like really left. And I'm like, yeah, because I don't want to die. And I also don't want my gay friend to get killed. Okay. <laughs> and they're like, oh. <laughs> well, I mean, some, that, and that's the, that's what's wild about kind of like our political like sphere now is like, that's an opposing thought. It's weird. I'm like, no, like, I don't want my don't gay friend to get killed. Live. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, that shouldn't be anyone's opposing thought. Like, but yeah. it is. Like, I want to see drag shows. I want to see drag shows. I want to give them money. And I went to Glamgore at the Grog Shop, which is a really yeah. good um, alternative drag series. And I saw uh, a parent or like a guardian with two, probably like teenagers. They had a blast. And I'm like, yeah, this is a fun show. It's not inherently sexual. It is not, there's no harm in it. It was so beautiful. I was just watching the family more than I was watching the performers because I'm like, they want to take this away. They want to take this away. That is what so a lot of them, they're, like, they're, 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 they're not Democrats. They're the weird oh, Republicans. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know what you mean. 
But yeah, like a lot of like when you think about like some of these shows, they're just they're just costumes to kids. They don't know what they're they're, so fun. It's just fun to them. And Um, I would, I wish I had that experience as a kid because growing up, this is not my parents' fault. This is not my teacher's fault. It's more so just the vibe of my school, of my neighborhood, where it's like different is bad. If I had, and my sister is so growing up in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, if you like Star Wars, you're getting punched. Yeah. You yeah. can enjoy the movie, but you better fucking stop it right there. If you wear a shirt, <laughs> you're in the locker, dude. You're in the locker right now. It is so goofy. There but... wasn't LARPing. If you LARPed, you weren't called a LARPer. You were called a target. <laughs> yeah. You know what? At Kent State, we had a LARPing club, and they would practice out in the open in front of the big quad. Yeah. And that is that is the ultimate form of acceptance is them being able to battle and everyone else just walking around them. They oh, were yeah. even interviewed. The the school paper would interview them about their LARPing. That's how you know we've come a long way. <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I think it's it's a very different time. A lot of it's different in a really, really good way. A lot of it's different in a well, the best is kind of what's coming up here in the next couple of months. I mean, when you think about you have two people that are running for the highest quote unquote you know, position in the country, they're tied, <laughs> okay? One guy, and neither one of them can be like, fuck yeah, I'm tied. Like, they should both be ashamed that they're tied with the other guy. Yeah. You know, Donald Trump has been convicted. He's been found guilty. L- a literal criminal. He has actually been found guilty. This is not a, This is not a. you know, oh, it's speculation. He's been found guilty. Mm-hmm. And then the Stormy Downs thing 100% happened. That's been verified. Yeah. And he has a whole litany of other ones. And he's still neck and neck with this other guy. That's how bad the other guy is. The other guy, you know, is... I'm sure he's a nice guy, but let's be real. I'd be very terrified to see how an hour-long debate would go with him. I think I think people would be very scared if they saw him do an hour-long debate. Um, I'm not trying to be ageist, but I need no. These, you can. I he's got to go. These old men to die. Like I mean it with. Well, did you see with respect? Please no, die. No, no, no. <laughs> My wife and I were joking around about this, but Maybe also no kind respect. of upset no about respect. it. Please no, we die. were joking around and kind of mad about this. Like when uh, when I saw Mitch McConnell in the middle of a in the middle of a question, basically just completely forget where the hell he was. Where are these? Or like D- uh, Diane Feinstein? I don't know she just passed, but yeah, she had that one piss, where Diane. she just had to like all she had to <laughs> all she had to do was say yay or nay, and she was confused. Where are these people's family saying, "Hey, mom or grandma, it's time to step down"? You or know, even Ruth Bader Ginsburg, like, please, 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 do not That's screw us. R- and they did. They said, you know what? From the grave, they were putting their middle finger up. They're yeah. like, "Fuck you," just a little bit. Like, who is? Uh, but then you got yeah, Biden's over here who can't get and Trump's <laughs> like, "I'll be Biden." I'm like, "You fucking better." <laughs> But but the answer to both of them is like that's not an accomplishment. Look at the two. Just you're both two bad. geriatric dudes fighting. Actually, in the words of my favorite political commentator Hassan Piker, he's very funny, but he's um, he's a uh, the Twitcher, right? Yes, he's yeah. on Twitch. I love him. He's hot and he's cool, and I think I watch him so much. My boyfriend's like, stop it. I'm like, Getting jealous. Are you jealous? <laughs> yes. Um, I love his son Piker, and he's always like, "Yeah, Joe Biden, our, our carcass won because our carcass." Our carcass. I'm like, that, he is, and the only hope is that he dies, and Kamala steps up, and maybe doesn't screw around. But the I only, don't trust. Ugh, I'm don't so anti government, but I also want the government to help, and they're like, "We don't want to help you." I don't think. Like, I ugh. think. 
I worry because I think the only way that Democrats win is if Biden does step down and maybe they slide Gavin Newsom in there. That's the only and I don't think he's good at all, but I think he can win. Yeah. Isn't um, that so sad? It is. <laughs> They've already look Kamala Harris already ran. She got four percent of the vote. No one wanted her. Uh I just I think I think Gavin Newsom in a debate could not get thumped by Trump. Yeah. He's not good. None of them are good. I think Kamala would get kind of thumped by Trump. I think because he's he's just a fucking he's a he's a wrecking ball. Like he's and Biden I will be bad. Yeah. I, but that's it. That man, all he wants is ice cream. And I can't blame him. Hey man, that ain't bad. I Retire do too. and get ice cream every Ex- day. Exactly. Exactly. Also, it's not political, but it is funny that his dog commander, I think commander bit so many people that he had that to be funny, retired. Right? He not killed, but he's retired to a different house. He's dead. So yeah, they were <laughs> they put him down. <laughs> he bit too many people. But they have a first cat now, so that's fine. I'm sorry, if you have a first cat, I don't want to vote for you. I'm a dog person. Same. So but grow up. What's your dog's name, by the way? I have two, Roscoe and Rudy. Roscoe and Rudy. They're yes. my favorite people. I love dogs. Dogs I are my too. favorite people. I did too. I didn't think I could love anything more than my dogs, and then I had a kid. And now they're all your little babies. Oh, yeah. And they love, like, Roscoe. I mean, Roscoe loves Cam. Just loves just laying next to him. Just It's really funny. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, where I know you because I know you got a show you got to go to tonight. Where um, so where can everybody find your stuff? Where can everybody find your writings? Where can everybody find Imposters Comedy? All right, let me. Where can they me, find you? Okay, so if you're interested in coming to an improv or stand-up show, Imposters Theater, located on Lorraine Avenue, is where you can find me. Especially every first Friday of the month, where I do a improv show called the TED Talk Improvisation Show, where I make a presentation slide some of these topics include are you ready for a pet shark or what is at the end of the rainbow um our improvisers see these slides for the first time and present them as if they're an expert on the topic and then the audience can ask questions to these characters at the end it's very fun i made it sound very dry but it's so fun i love doing it i love making powerpoints i'm not even kidding i love powerpoint presentations it's kind of my thing and um, I also do stand-up comedy. Sometimes I do it with Snowflake uh, Comedy Club in Akron and around the Cleveland area and also at Imposters. And I also do write. I write for Adobe Radio. If you like alternative music as far as like Fall Out Boy, My Chemical Romance, that type of stuff, I cover them at Adobe Radio. And I also write for Her Campus and Spoon University on Her Campus Media where I cover um, food, news, and features. Well, that's awesome. So that's a lot. I'm so sorry for that. No, no, that's why I have people do it. Oh, I you want can also every- follow me at Maria Sarah with U-H-H-H on Instagram. I post a lot of dog content of my chihuahua pug named Bobby. She is maybe 10 years old. We don't know. We adopted her from a Wendy's parking lot, okay? We don't know how old she is. Oh, what? Okay, I'll, I'll tell you this story really quick. Okay. I'll, really quick. Okay. So two years ago on Pet Finder, <laughs> the Craigslist of dog finding stuff, um, we found this little gnarled up dog, if that's a word. Little yeah. gnarly dog. Little gnarly dog. I can named, picture the dog, yeah. Yes. Uh, she is just a great little gray-haired, ugly little thing that I love. And, and um, we 
applied for her a day later. They're like, it's your dog. Let's meet up at a Wendy's parking lot. Oh, okay. So (laughs) she came from the the south of Ohio. We came from the north. And she was she was standing in the Wendy's parking lot with her van wide open and this dog just hanging out in the back. And she's like, here you go. Really? That's That's it? Yeah. I mean, I I gave her an envelope of three hundred dollars. Okay. No, I mean, very like slyly. I've uh, I've never come across all dogs I've had have all come across not like that. I got one at the pound. Uh, I got one from a friend who had two and didn't want two dogs. And then we did find Rudy in a. Sometimes they just find you. Yeah, we found Rudy on Instagram, uh, and she was in New Philadelphia, and we went down and got her because she looked like Roscoe. Yes, they look like they're they're related. Is that one of them, or is that that's Roscoe? Yes, it's his high school photo. Yeah. Oh, he looks good. He looks good. He looks like a jock. Oh, well, he's much older now. <laughs> but yes, I encourage everyone in the classic Bob Barker fashion to spay new to your pets, adopt, don't shop. Honestly, find the ugliest dog you can online and adopt it because they need it. And they're so funny. Like everyone, whenever I post a picture of my dog, it makes people stay. So they're like, that thing is so ugly cute. Oh, I got to go ugly look at this ugly cute. cute dog now. I will. I have, <laughs> do you have like thir- three hours? I-, I could talk about her forever. But this is not the Bobby podcast. I wish <laughs> it was. <laughs> I love my dog. No, that's good. I'm glad. I- I'm glad that, I'm glad you came. This was cool. No, I hope thank you, had fun. you for yeah. having me. No, this is a lot of fun. I hope Again, you I enjoyed like, our horror movie takes. I'd love just sitting here our talking about our politics takes. We we can actually just turn into like centrist Rush Limbaugh's, I guess, and start yelling. Yeah, we can. We'll do another one where okay. we just yell at each other, but not about like actual topics. We'll just be like, you know, pineapple on pizza, and then really. Yeah, we'll see where Travis, Kelsey, and Taylor are. We'll see where. Oh, they like they are bit. not long for this world. I can talk about Trader Joe's for a while if you're into it. Okay. Aldi. I love grocery shopping. We're Aldi people. Good for produce. Really good for cheese. Mm, Cheese mm -hmm. and crackers. You want to do a cheese and cracker plate? You go to Aldi. Charcuterie. Charcuterie pod. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. We could do a charcuterie. I've never done a charcuterie pod. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you can go and get four cheeses and five different kinds of crackers, some jam, and probably a summer sausage for like $24 at Aldi. You go to Giant Eagle and it's going to be like $70. So... It's shame. It's right Shout there, out to all too. Day. I know it is. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for coming on. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, let's see. Uh, next live show, November 15th at Flight Cleveland. Um, I just put the event right up. So, everyone, please come. We had a lot of fun at the Jukebox live show. The Southern Tier live show was a lot of fun. Uh, the Flight one is going to be a little smaller because it's a smaller place, so we won't have as many tickets. So, uh, starting in now, we got about a little over a month before that. Uh, guest will be announced. Maybe I'll throw in a musical act too, like we normally do. But uh, please get your tickets. And Flight Cleveland is one of it's like one of my favorite places in the city. And Lindsay, who runs Flight Cleveland, has been a guest two times on here and one time at a live show. So uh, I definitely, it's just such an awesome place to, to to hang out and have some drinks. We're gonna do wine trivia, some giveaways from uh, other places in the city, and uh, obviously some jokes and interactions with the crowd. So that's it. Um, Maria, thank you so much again. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. It was awesome meeting you. I hope you had fun. Yes, I had the best time. Awesome. I could talk about farts and horror movies forever. So if farts, you ever need horror me. movies, dogs, politics, ice cream. My favorite thing. Everything. Shitting on politicians. Shit, shitting everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Thank you. <laughs>